A team comes together to save Middle Earth. A murder mystery in an English manner. Parents deal with the unimaginable. A poor writer sings his way into a courtesan's heart. And a mathematician battles mental illness. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 2001. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... A beautiful mind. See, that was like more just like, yeah. This is what the movies do. You were better at like you. Took I didn't a try bit and make time. like any jokes mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah, you know, freedom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Meg, it's so hot still. Still so so hot, and I had my first bird scooter accident today. Did you know? Um, I read some. Uh, I read online. Someone said that uh, they have a friend who's a nurse at Cedar Sinai, and she says they have at least two bird or lime scooter injuries a day. A day. And I don't even think that many people are using them yet. No, that's so. That's yeah, just going to keep that. going up. To I understand the nth that. Degree. I understand that. And I, I, as somebody who dealt with it earlier this evening myself. I do think we should call for a ban for all of them. And I say this is somebody that I love to feel that breeze in my hair. Yeah, sure. Just boot scooting along. Yeah. I misjudged. I was coming to an intersection. I was like, I'll just wait for this light to change on the curb. And then I tried to go on the curb, and um, there's like a little dip. Uh-huh. And so, and I hit it at the wrong angle. And yeah. then it, and, the, and the bird went down. And I had this moment, too, and I'm really proud of myself, where I was like, Save the pants, save the pants, because I'm wearing these new pants that I really enjoy. Right. That I bought on on the Nordstrom anniversary sale. Yeah. And I was like, if this so shit. That's, a, that's an important event here It really in Los was. Angeles. And yeah. I, they were way cheap, and they were expensive originally, so I did save the pants. I'm remarkably unscathed, which I feel like the universe has given me a second chance at life. Yeah. And yet, I did scoot back from my meeting. Wow. Scooted to and from. Wow. Well, I mean, you've cheated death once. You'll probably be in a horrific car accident and die in an explosion. Knock on wood! Thank you. Our guest knocked everybody now. I was driving here for the podcast today, and I just want to, for those of you who listen to this who aren't in Los Angeles, um, but live live in traffic anyway, um, I just have, have two tips if you're in L.A. driving. Um, The first one is and this happened this is what happened to me earlier is if you're on the 101 or the 405 or the 10 or the 5 whatever any of those really major right now. any of those major freeways and there's a stalled car on the other side of the freeway you actually don't have to slow down at all uh, you can just keep going at a regular speed i thought i was stuck in bowl traffic um, I wasn't. I was just stuck in. Bowls. People are looking at a stalled truck on the other side of the road. It wasn't even an accident. You're not even looking over to make sure people are okay or, no. you know, having like a sick faces so what of would death you do? moment. Like, like if, if, to see if people were okay. You're on the other side of the freeway. I don't know, but I get like the, the interest in that. The like if it's just thing. like a truck with the hood up, like keep driving. The other thing is if you are merging off of Cahuenga oh onto the 101, okay. it is three cars per green it is not just one it's three please read your signs um so that's those are my two traffic tips for the day this has been a real so far this has been a real la centric the beginning yeah. of this yeah, is yeah, real yeah. LA centric. well 
you know, we're talking about movies, baby. We're talking about Hollywood. Hollywood. So, like, people need to know, like, the inside out of mm-hmm. that. Sure. Um, before we go any further, I want to bring in our guest. And then before we start talking about these movies, I want to kind of talk about... Oh, we got to do it. We need to talk about the Oscar, the new Oscar rules. Did you see what I tweeted? I did. Okay. Um, so we'll get into that. But Max Mayer's with us. Oh, my God. And it's an honor. And I'm nervous. And thank you for having me. Max, don't be nervous. Megan and I are not good at anything. And we... We're almost, 20, we're almost 20 episodes into a podcast. Like, there's no reason to be nervous. Uh-huh. Okay. No one's listening. We do have seven listeners in Australia, according to our iTunes charts. So shout out to Australia. Shout out to the land down under. A place I've always been interested in going. Yeah, it's supposed to be fantastic there. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. Australia's great. My parents live in New Zealand, which we'll get into New Zealand we'll in a little bit. We'll get into New Zealand for but, sure. Uh, and I know there's a little bit of a rivalry there. But right, right, right. Thank I was, you, I had Australia a, I was, I was, I was working some job in... We're sorry we bashed Mel Gibson a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Although he is a true piece of shit. But Nicole Kidman... It comes back. Yeah, with we'll talk about her. We'll talk about Russell Crowe. We'll um, talk I about will a lot say, of I had a I, my the hair and makeup people on this last job that I just did were New Zealanders. Uh huh. Kiwis. Kiwis. They were Kiwis, and they every like there were a lot of other people on the shoot were Australian, and they shit talked the Australians so rough. I was wow. like, whoa, they are. I didn't wrong. know about that. Yeah, it was like they were. He she <laughs> literally was like, fucking awesome. That's not. News, that's not Kiwi, but no. she was like, fucking Australians. Was it... Um, Silty Freaky. I don't know. That's was, the only it, other thing. Uh, was it Eliza Doolittle's father <laughs> that was doing your makeup? Get me to the church on time with these fucking Australians. Um, I don't know. They has had a lot of shit to say about your opera house, Australia. So yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to incite a... <laughs> Some sort of a war in that part of the world. Yeah, I mean, our country sucks, so we want like other countries. Other to countries be bad. should start sucking. Yeah, is what I think. Um, God, we are all so sweaty. It's so hot. I, I I'm not as mad. I'll be honest. I'm not as mad about it because it's always been hot since I moved here in August and September. So now that at least we're into August, I'm not quite okay. as angry about it mm-hmm. as I was like in June yeah. when that was I'm tough. supposed to just be getting gloom. You know, it's not supposed to be hot. Where'd that gloom at? Yeah. Did we already introduce our guest? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I've just been kind of quiet over here. <laughs> yeah. He's not a big weather guy. So. I hate it. Weather. Yeah. You want to say anything about, about LA or traffic or like... Um, no, but I'd like to get back to accents. Okay. I'd like to get back to accents. Um, um, South Africans say one word that Jamaicans say exactly the same. Which is? Beacon. Now in... Is that beer con? Beer can. Beer, oh. But to Bia Jamaicans, Bia Bia, but to Jamaicans, Biacon is bacon. Biacon. Oh, Bia I like Bia that. Biacon. Yes. I spent oh. 10 hours on an acid trip thinking of nothing else. <laughs> That's mostly true. And that my face the next day hurt so bad from smiling. This is a very silly story. <laughs> no, I like it. Okay, thank you. I'm like, I'm all about it. Stop. Okay. The only thing I know how to say in a South African accent is Sithi Frikin. Sithi Frikin. And that's probably not really the accent. It's not great. <laughs> I'm learning. Uh, Growing up, my I had a good I had a good friend whose father was South African. Was he Frikin. pro or anti apartheid? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> that was those well, were the questions <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He did wear this like white 
Hood? Oh like, no! Well, he, tra- tra- he traded like he one tra- culture for another. <laughs> and I, at least he was assimilated. Like, yeah, that's what I like. He came to America. He took on our ways. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he joined the KKK to be like, hey guys, we're doing this. Yeah. All over the place. The Australian chapter. Sydney freaking. Um, don't don't put that on so that on Australians. Yeah. Australians are just criminals, right? Yeah, just right. prison. Every birds. one of them. Yeah, and that's in their blood. Yeah, mm. they don't. Stay. They can't do anything about it. You know, it's not their fault. The, no, the seven Australians that we have who are definitely are more qualified to do this podcast. Uh, than well, we they're are. probably also listening to us in a prison. <laughs> Like, it's probably like a, they they're like, what's the a free podcast? Like, they're not allowed to get to, like, listen to, like, you know, uh, they're not allowed to be, like, murderinos or something like that. Right, they can't right. listen to true crime podcasts because they're in they prison. Do you think they listen to this so. Australian life? Oh, yeah, for sure. If you are in Australia and in a prison right now, please at me. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what yeah. you did to get there. Yeah. Meg wants to know. Other I'm than, sure you know, there it's, like... Not be born British or whatever. Yeah, it's probably something, like, pretty, like... Low level, innocuous. Yeah, stole like a like a baby out of a kangaroo's pouch or <laughs> or a lion bar or whatever. Stopped a dingo from eating a baby because dingoes have a lot of protections. They do in Australia. I don't know. What are they like? Just like wild dogs? <laughs> okay, sorry. So anyway, you guys Car- car- is- carried a knife that was that was not a knife <laughs> because this is a knife. This is a knife. Yeah, the dingo. <laughs> yeah. Our Australian <laughs> references are off the charts. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about the Oscars, uh, the new Oscars stuff. Um, so uh, yesterday, the Academy tweeted, because we live in a hellscape and that's how we get our news now, it's by 280-character tweets, that uh, they're making multiple changes for this and the following year's Oscars. Um, the three main things, the three bullet points are trying to bring it down to three hours. To do Which that, I'm for. Sure. To do that, though, they're going to delineate certain awards to commercial breaks and then do, like, prepackaged ceremonies for them. Great. To also fine with that. I don't know if I'm fine with that. You're saying they're making the ceremony itself down to three hours. Yeah, they're okay. trying to, like, make... Which, I'm fi- which, again, I'm also fine with. I don't know if I'm fine with it by, like, being like, hey, film editing... Um, well, I yeah, you're right. You know, I don't super care about those speeches either, but that's because I'm an asshole and I'm an actor. Yeah. But I do like like that. Yeah, they should, and that's a huge you know, point. You're right. Just as important. You're right, Val. Um, well, at this point, like, when, how much was, how long was is the average Oscar ceremony? How long was? I like? think it runs between like three thirty and like four four fifteen. Okay. But you know what they could do? Oh, we'll get to it in a second. Well, we'll get to it. The other thing that there's a lot of outcry about is they've said they are creating an award to uh, basically recognize popular film. This I am very against. <laughs> yes. Now, the rumor, not probably even the rumor, the, the story behind this seems to be that ABC, who shows the Oscars, they have an Oscar deal through several years from now, basically came and was like, we want a Best Blockbuster Award. The, the ratings are going down. We're going to ignore the fact that ratings are going down across regular television, across the board, and pretend like it's just the Oscars. We want a Best Blockbuster Award because we're idiots, and we think that if you do a Best Blockbuster Award, 12 million more people are going to no. turn into the Oscars. Like, who, Who's the guy that went and saw Deadpool 2? 
that's all of a sudden like, well, Deadpool 2 is not for best popular film or best blockbuster, so now I'm going to watch this thing. Um, So this is a bad idea um, because you know what? When blockbusters are also good movies... They get nominated for the Oscar. And we'll see that this year. Win. We'll see that this year. Yeah. One of the biggest movies of this year, like money-wise, the year that we're talking about, yeah. 2001, was also nominated for an Oscar. I, but I don't think, you're right, I don't think it moves the needle that much because people that are going to watch the Oscars are going to watch the Oscars. Yeah. And I think for the most part, like, like even if I don't love the movies that year, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too specific about my own thing. Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of people that don't watch all the Oscar movies. Like, we'll talk about some movies today that I'm sure probably people that listen to this podcast because there's not a ton have seen them, but I feel like a lot of people haven't seen in the bedroom. But I don't like, think they're watching know? it for the. I don't think they're. Wa- I don't think they're watching the Oscars even because they like even care about. They're watching it for the star power, and, like, for the most part, like, okay, if you want Black Panther to be nominated, or Deadpool 2 to be nominated, probably Ryan Reynolds is going to be there anyway, because Blake Lively was nominated for some shit, or Ryan Reynolds, or or he's presenting. That doesn't sound like a reason, but... But yeah, he's probably no, presenting. No, probably or, not Blake Lively, but maybe he's presenting or yeah. maybe he's in an indie movie or whatever the, yeah. that was nominated or whatever the fuck. It just doesn't, that doesn't make sense because why would you turn into a whole thing for like the off chance that you'll see, yeah. you know, a three minute acceptance And Maddie, your husband was showing us a tweet earlier from Ryan Perez, who we hope to have as a guest in the not too distant future, um, who he basically was like showing like, box office grosses and circling like nominees and even like Titanic is the top grossing movie of all time second top grossing movie of all time in the United States and it won best picture Avatar is the top grossing it was nominated for best picture a lot of people thought it would win so when the Academy already tried to the Academy already tried to fix this in 2009 by expanding to to up to 10 nominees at the time 10 and now anywhere between 5 and 10 to make up for the fact Dark Knight wasn't nominated. Well, here's the thing. We'll get to 2008 probably in a few weeks. It probably should have been nominated. Yeah. There were movies that year that shouldn't have been nominated. Yeah. So, so just maybe get better at nominating the demographics. shit, Academy. Hopefully that, that opens it up past like this old world like Academy mm-hmm. that is the board that made this decision that thinks like these certain things are you know what's important. Um, and yes, Moonlight won and Spotlight won and these movies that didn't make a ton of money won, but they're all good movies yeah like and maybe and and the nice thing about the that thing is that maybe it especially let maybe less with moonlight especially because that was like a crazy year yeah but more but certainly like i i can think of friends of my parents who had did not see spotlight right in this first run and then when it won best picture we're like oh i guess we'll check out this spotlight movie which is great because it's a great movie and they've enjoyed it yeah there's there's um, a danger, and then there's there's I, I don't really know what their motive is by doing this, but in my opinion, if something like a Marvel movie got through as like the best, you're sort of reducing the prestige of yeah. the whole event. Yeah. Yes. Um, and but then, you know, at the same time, uh, I often find uh, movies that get nominated uh, to be very bad. And I'd like. I'm curious <laughs> sure. to see like what the not the people that are not part of the industry think. Yeah. So those are some pros and cons from your guest about this. <laughs> I, I mean, like those. And the thing, pros the thing and is, cons. you know, obviously we'll we'll see. Like a lot of people are saying, maybe this was just like them throwing something out there and seeing what the response would be. Which, I mean, at least on Twitter, seems to be largely negative, And maybe they'll be like, uh, we were we were kidding. Yeah. Um, the IHOP IHOP yeah. thing. Right. 
But uh, it will be interesting to see uh, how, like, if they go through with this, like, what even does that mean? What's best popular movie? Yeah. Is it? Are we going by it's a money? movie that made sales, over yeah. two hundred and fifty million globally, or yeah. hundred million in the or US, like, or like tweet in to tell us what Pop- your favorite? Yeah, thing yeah, is. yeah, 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 yeah. Popular within what? Uh, I read know, what subset? I'm, yeah, because I read one tweet. I think it was Mark Harris. Um, tweeted he was like are so what does popular movie mean are we talking about like won't you be my neighbor which has made 23 million dollars as a documentary yeah like which is very popular with people that see right. it are we because talking about only- are we talking about a movie like solo which is going to be probably the smallest grossing star wars movie of all time but, but we'll still has still made over 200 million dollars yeah. like is that a popular movie like yeah. if people don't like it that much so yeah. it it'll be interesting i think it's a very bad and very dumb idea um, in the first Oscar ceremony, they had the best picture. They also had 19, best, what, 28? 28, 29. And they also had best artistic picture, which went to the movie Sunrise, which a lot of people now think was a better movie than Wings, which won first best picture. But, like, now forever, like, at least for people that follow, you know, film and are interested in the Academy Awards... There's sort of like there's sort of two best pictures the first year, yeah. Um, Which and is I feel amazing. like it gets into a sticky situation unless you're just unless you know. I was listening to a podcast today, um, the uh, that uh, is on the Ringer Podcast Network, and I'm not remembering the name of the actual podcast right now. But Sean Fennessy hosts it, and Bill Simmons was on it, uh, and Amanda Dobbins, and they were talking about Bill Simmons suggested you know if you do this, maybe they have to decide what you're submitting to. Yeah. Like, you can, if you're Black Panther, you can choose, I'm submitting a best popular film or I'm submitting a best film. But it can't be both. Yeah. Um, which I think then, if you're something like Black Panther, which I think will probably be nominated, would, is likely to be nominated for Best Picture anyway. Really? I don't think it's going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's, like, like in a top nine. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because um, you, you, like you do see pop. You do see I don't personally think it probably deserves that, but... I mean, you see movies like it's another movie I like, but like The Martian and yeah. movies that have that made play a well ton with audiences. of money yeah. that get in there that probably were never going to win. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Black Panther gets in there as yeah. you know, you know, people rank their movies that it's high enough on people's list that five percent of the people say it's the number one movie, and enough other people put it in their top seven or eight. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. I think if we're talking about people's reactions, I think. Uh, former podcast uh, guest Jack Allison had a good one where he basically was like, I think this is a good thing because it proves that the Oscars don't really matter. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to our Oscar podcast. podcast that all we the, talk about is the Oscars. That we just talk about the Oscars. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> which we care about and they do, so they do matter. Please rate and review us on iTunes. <laughs> um, we do want it to be shorter I, uh, but I yes. agree. I don't want not at the at the expense of a lot of the people that work like really hard and do have a lot of like really right. tough jobs on these yeah. shows. Like maybe I don't need like uh, you know a twenty minute fucking monologue from Jimmy Kimmel. And we don't need the mon- like we don't need you know montages and dances celebrating a movie that yes was a good movie but it came out twenty like we don't need a dance because driving Miss Daisy came out 27 years ago. Yeah. That's, that yeah. doesn't, to it doesn't matter. That. Although, I did enjoy that, that movie. What's going on outside my apartment right now? Drag like, racing. That's truly? Uh, 
Yeah, gang races. The fat. Small penis people are outside my apartment. Did I tell what you? I like to call small penis. I was in uh, New York a few months ago uh, when my wife was still going to grad school there, and we were driving home from her college, Sarah Lawrence, uh, back to her, her parents' house at late at night. It was 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and traffic came to a complete standstill, and we thought someone had had an accident. No, there was a drag race starting in front really? of us. Two cars had stopped. Pretty much all the cars around us were there to see the drag race. Like Fast and Furious style? Yeah. That's actually really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I wanted, to, I wanted a hard By the way, that's a 2001 or... Oh, is the it first one? the original Fast and Furious? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my god, that franchise has given me so much joy. My, yeah. Can I can I uh, just di- divert for just a sure, second? please I, all the seconds? Uh, no, uh, we're talking about Sarah Lawrence and drag racing. I, I my all my friends, including Jack Allison, worked at a theater the summer of two thousand one, and all of all of the friends, uh, there was at least one person in the. Uh, the cashier, or what, who is the person that sell, sells tickets? The ticket taker? Like, or whatever. The, the, tickets, the ticket cashier. The ticket yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There was always one of our friends, like, working cashier, so we could, we would go and, and, uh, and, and get free tickets, and we saw so many movies, so many, t- like, we saw Fast and the Furious, like, seven times. <laughs> I will never see it again, I don't need to. We also saw, uh, there was, a, an MTV movie about, like, it was, like, a fake, like, kind of documentary or something about these kids, like, partying in Cancun, and it was just, like, an MTV we saw that like ten times. Real World Cancun, the movie. The movie. Yes. Oh yes. We saw it like Do you ten times. This? I don't. Well, you don't. But need I believe to. it. It's I mean, nothing. I but, believe it. But two thousand one was crazy. Anyway. Having friends. That, did you do the thing before you were seventeen where you would buy like a ticket to like a PG thirteen movie or whatever? That ha- and so, then you'd go in to see so a I'm, movie. I mean, I'm this, sure. I'm, I'm sure we did. This that. maybe okay. happened to you also because I was always. I know you were also, well, I don't know about New Hampshire's, like, age stuff. I was always old for my year. I was always older than all of my friends. Yes, I was too. Um, And I remember once buying a ticket. So we were going to see, trying to all go see Man on the Moon, but I was the only one that was 17. So I had bought a ticket for Man on the Moon. The rest of them had bought a ticket for Anna and the King, the Jodie Foster, (laughs) King and I, non-musical. Yeah. Yeah. there was someone rechecking tickets and IDs no. at the door of the theater. Why do you give a shit, man? So they all had to go see Anna and the King. They're like, all right, I guess we're all seeing Anna and the King. And I was like, no, I'm not. No. I'm seeing Man on the Moon. I'm 17. Peace out, motherfuckers. That's so like when That's like when you're going to a, 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 a theater and people like really check your bag to make sure you're not, I don't know, bringing in a I don't mind. I don't mind that so much because people keep, keep, oh, I think they check bags to make sure you're not bringing in a gun. Sometimes they'll <laughs> sniff it on me. Though. The, the gun or the Is that, or is the that a Chipotle, <laughs> sir? Look, I have brought a burrito from Chipotle into more movies than I care to count. Yeah, and I don't give a shit. I the don't fuck? care. Yeah. I give zero fucks. No, that's fine, but I do, and that's weird. Sorry. I'll sit in the back. I try to be quiet about the foil unfurling. Hey, I'm just a guest, all right? Yeah. Okay. Um... Don't you dare! Don't you judge me! I was gonna don't you dare judge me! Put in this judgment and put it in my pocket. <laughs> I, I always relate to the, the thing that makes me think about Fast and the Furious, and then we'll get into these movies. Um, is that uh, these the are first good time, movies? We gotta get into the, these movies. The first oh, yeah. time I saw a Fast and the Furious movie was we had, there was an English exchange student um, at my school. Loser. He, I don't think he was English. Really, yeah, he, just came for, he just came for like senior year. No, he was not. 
Um, his name was Robert something. We all, just, everyone just called him England. Um, I like that. His like dad lived in the area, but then his dad moved, and he was finishing senior year, so he got an apartment. Wow. And we were Potter. all we all watched Fast. And, I remember us watching Fast and the Furious at his apartment. Um, and but the main reason I bring up this is that this guy was the dumbest person I've ever met. If he's listening to this, I think his last name was Maze. Um, Jesus, if he's listening, if he's listening really, that's let's yeah. out it. Well, here, here, here's why. Uh, he tried to circumcise himself. What? Oh yeah, this guy's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it didn't go well. <laughs> what, you just Wait, when you dick? guys were there. No, I don't wasn't there at the time, but he tried to cut off his own foreskin. Didn't work well. Got infected. Wow. Bad news. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Do you think he'd be a guest and would talk about it? He doesn't live here anymore. He moved back Shit. to England. I would have too. Yeah. Yikes. After that kind of failure yeah. here. Yeah. In the America. States. America holds terrible memories yeah. for you. Yoinks. Yeah. Anyway, let's jump into two thousand and one. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so we'll go through these movies alphabetically, and we will start with uh, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. How are we? How is that alphabetically the first? Well, it's The Fellowship of the Ring. Going Fellowship of yeah. the Ring. Okay. Well, it, guys, fascinatingly enough, I have the least amount of uh, notes on this movie because it's fucking great. It's Hell almost yeah. perfect. It's, it's a great movie. It's a great fucking movie, guys. Uh, a lot of Harry Potter parallels. The One Ring turns. I'm watching it now. I haven't watched it. I hadn't watched it in several years. Although right. I've definitely seen it since it came out. But I just kept being like, <gasps> the One Ring is a Horcrux, right? Interesting. But there's like it's seven the, Horcruxes. It's the only Horcrux. Though. It was the only. It's they only had to destroy that one. Oh, yeah. they did. Yeah, but yeah. there's only one way to do it, right? Because Sauron, that his like soul, there he is one. Are we talking about Sauron or Sodomon? <laughs> Sauron. We already talked. We talked about this did on we? the Two Towers. Oh, the we Two did Towers. Sauron. Sauron. That was like, come on, Tolkien. You couldn't give us two names slightly. Like, just change it up a little bit more. Sauron meaning, like, like French for, like, you know, I don't know. That's, like, French for, like, I know it all. Like, like Oh, sure. I don't know. Sure. You're the one who speaks French. Yeah, barely. Um, but my point is, is the One Ring is a Horcrux. That's it. Did I mention that? That's it? There's a lot that... There's a <laughs> There's a lot that I'll take. There's like a lot more to say, but like I just JK, I just know JK that was Rowling like, clearly like was a fan of Tolkien. Like yeah. she borrowed a lot of things. She invented like, a, a world and a mythology, and uh, like uh, you know, yeah. yeah. No knock on on, no. on HP. I no, adore sure. Harry Potter. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I do too. But um, this movie's fucking great. Absolutely hot, hot, hot. Viggo Mortensen. Oh. Baby. This, this year is wall-to-wall hotties. The other thing I wrote down, I actually, I wrote this down in my notes about Harry Potter, is, like, the wraiths in this... Like Dementors. ...are exact, are, are dement, like, yeah. they look exactly like this. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. the ring And they suck yeah. the joy. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. That's from the third the third Harry Potter or something? That's when they show up, yeah, yeah but okay. they, they, they're, they're, they're throughout. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Seems like Gandalf should use his powers more, guys. And seems like Dumbledore might have wanted to as well. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> like you're wizards. You guys should be like way, like shouldn't be being poisoned by things and being destroyed by Balrogs. You guys are, you, you guys are all wizards. Yeah, like he could do that. You shall not pass thing. Yeah. He should have done that way early earlier. On. With all Don't. those orcs, you cannot pass. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe he was reserving. There's a lot of look. JR no longer with us. We don't no. know 
why. Yeah. But I bet he had good reasons, and I bet the more you analyze it, I bet it's good. I bet it's good. I bet it's really good. It sounds like I'm criticizing it. I fucking loved every minute sure. of it, and when it ended, I rewatched uh, oh, Two yeah. Towers. So I did. I wrote down some th- oh, some you've things. Oh, you never seen Lord of the Rings? No, I had. Yeah. Oh, 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 but when you when you went through your viewing, yeah, you were I just like, was I like, gotta I gotta rewatch this because awesome. I love this towers. shit so yes. much. Yeah. Um, I wrote down a couple of things about it. The other hobbits are terrible travel partners. Oh, especially Pippin. Pippin and Merry are both bad. They fucked up doubly at the Mines of Moria. <laughs> I can't, stand I can't get behind this stuff, you oh, guys. But I have a serious question. Of the four hobbits, which one would you fuck? Because oh, I marry them. Oh, Mary. interesting. Mary for uh, me. Of all one. the four, so Frodo, Sam, yeah. Mary, and, Mary Pippin. and Pippin. Sam um, would be a very giving partner. Oof. Yeah, but he's so he's such a little... Like, I would put Frodo last, I think. Yeah, really? Yeah. Mary? Yeah. No, wait a minute. No. <laughs> that's yeah. good, because he's 18 in those movies. Uh, wait, that's fine, actually. We can fuck 18 They're all old. They're all old, They're, right? all, old, They're yeah. all in their 20s. No, they're supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, well, Elijah Wood was 18 in the filming of was the first really? movie. Was he really? No. Yes. Are you yes. serious? Wow. And, and Frodo's supposed he to be older, older of The Hobbits, but... Uh, Peter Jackson decided that he was the finest actor of his whole age group, so he he went he, and I guess probably the best choice as well, really? which has to be true because he's incredible. He is good in as Frodo. He is he's very he 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 embodies the character. Yes, he's yeah. those really. sad North eyes. Oh, those sad eyes. I'm, I'm I, I agree. I it's think he would be my bottom too, to though. Sort of, it's sort of insulting to him to mention North when you're talking about a great performance. I right? know. Sorry. Like Sorry. low blow on low Elijah. Low blow on Elijah. On Ewood. Ewood. Um, he's an interesting. He's yeah. an interesting actor. He he does a good job. I mean, Sean Bean. Listen, everybody does a Incredible. great job. Boromir. He, it's a combination of da- daddy issues and you know human uh, the, the ego and hubris. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but at the same time, we like him and we understand it. Yeah. These are complex characters. And he feels bad immediately after he tries to take the ring. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was watching it, I feel like, with with um, Jack and his and his his wife, Kate. Uh-huh. And she was like, Boromir's a fucking asshole. And I was like, now, wait a minute. Let's no. explore this. <laughs> because he's fighting. He's try- He wants to save his country. That's truly what yeah. is in his yeah. heart. It's motivated from a desire to, yeah, to, to help his people. And, sure. through, and through this yes, these the feelings, ring. the ring sort of gra- takes hold of him. Yeah. And, and, and the ring is evil. We see that happen yeah. to Gandalf. We yeah. see even Gandalf, Gandalf gets affected by the ring. Well, Gandalf yeah. has so much power inside yeah. him, he doesn't want it to yeah. reverberate Kate through Blanchett, this ring. Kate Blanchett, guys, I oh, felt Jesus. I loved her and I despaired. She is hot. And awesome in this so much. But yeah, everybody, even Aragorn, everybody has a little... Ooh, by the way, that reminds me, the scariest part of this entire movie is when Bilbo gets all angry and tries to grab him. I hate that. That's because he had that ring for so long that it started to transform it. Yeah. So something fucked up. I did, I wrote down, I wrote down a bunch of like little, just little things because, I mean, it's the fellowship of the ring. There's literally like 9,000 podcasts probably it's about this the longest, there. It's probably the longest movie uh, of the year. Of the year, for sure. For sure. Um, Didn't feel like it. No. It did feel like, you know how they're remaking, you know how Amazon is doing like this Lord of the Rings. I did not know this. They're doing this like a Lord of the Rings me. television series. Ugh. 
apparently. We don't um, need that, guys. Come up with more original well, there, there's, ideas. There's a I line, have one right now. There's a line in the movie where they're like, <laughs> shall, get around and they're like about. shall be the fellowship of the ring. And I was like, oh, that's like the blackout of episode two of the TV show. <laughs> yeah. It's like two hours or so into the movie. Oh, so like when fellowship of nine. I did forget how long it took them. I kept being like, to wow. To become a fellowship. It's, yeah. a, it's most of the movie. Most of, yeah. It's a majority We're like of an the hour film. and a half in before they even yeah. get it's, to It's Rivendell. definitely the first half is without the fellowship. And the, and when they form the fellowship, that's got to be one of the, you got little Frodo and he's like, ah, 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 do it. <laughs> And everybody's like yelling at each other. And that was a spot on. And then he says it once more. He's like, "It's me, Frodo." <laughs> and um, and and they're like, "What? Who said the little guy said that shit?" And he's like, Gandalf closes his eyes, like, "Oh, Frodo." Fucking Frodo. He's like, Not and you. then and 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 Frodo says, uh, "I'd like to help." But I don't know which way to go, but just tell me. I and do, at that point, I you're like, oh, my God. Way. Yeah, but I do not know the way. Yeah. The, one thing oh I, the, one thing I'll, the one thing I'll never understand um, is they put together this fellowship of four hobbits, two men. Those like, there's not, like, Those one, hobbits are dead Here's the thing. There's, there's not another dwarf and another elf that can just be like, no, we'll go, too. Like, it's, ju- it's got to be just those two guys. Like, yeah. I get, like... You start building up too many, but like there's this army of orcs yeah. that's like gonna be following you. There's these wraiths following you. Like you guys probably would have been nice to have like fifteen guys. No, yeah. see, I think this is some of the stuff that has probably was probably brushed over that probably was in the books. But I feel like these are all leaders of their right their individual like. Yeah. Well, like if Gimli's a leader, how come he didn't know about all the shit that went down in Moria? Yeah, he how does he know his entire family's? He dead. was like, guys, hey, we're gonna we're gonna see my selling- friends. In, in this mine, like we should go through the mines. We'll hang out with my pals. There's not a really. There, to be fair, there's not like an internet system in Middle Earth. There's no social media. Yeah, but he didn't even we know don't know how to get into the mine. We don't learn about any of this modern day stuff with orcs until the the 2017 film Bright. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> I actually do think there's some point in like, how did the nobody figure out about like this whole like ecosystem of like just of, has of, been like, dead for long enough to be just skeletons. Yeah, at that's got to be like, like ruining not... somebody's economy somewhere, yeah. right? They're like selling. Yeah, they've been dead for a while and stuff to people. Yeah. Anyway, they never figured out about it. We don't know why. No, don't, don't, that's let's okay. Not honestly, that. honestly, I'm not nitpicking it. I'm, you better I, not. I'm so sorry. I do I have. Every I have one nitpick. Nitpick. What's yours? And it is because he's creating all these names and creating all these lands. Mount Doom feels a little on the yeah, nose. A okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only there can it be unmade. It's yeah, like, okay. It's like you've come up with so many like it's far out things. names and yeah. things, and you're like, well, I mean, this Mount is the same guy that was like, Doom. well, we got our main bad guy Sauron. So who could be another bad guy? Oh, well, clearly. Sauron. <laughs> Look, you guys done. You honestly like read the Cimmerillion because in there they're like, we wanted to name it Mount Flower, but then the evil wizard came. Oh, you didn't read the Cimmerillion. You didn't why read Cimmerillion. couldn't we get that eagle that helped out Gandalf to come like fly them off the mountain or some shit? Like, where was that eagle at? I do think about the. Eagle. <laughs> Like, God, we could use that eagle. Eagles, yeah. Let's get, like, an army of eagles to just fly us into Mordor. I'm just saying. These look, are just the things Let me go back to the about. fellowship. I think that, look, you, uh, Elrond, I think, is the leader of those elves where sure. they were. Um, yeah. Hugo Weaving, Mr. Right. Yeah. Agent Smith. Mm-hmm. He, he can't go off, and he's got a kingdom to rule, basically. Rex from Babe. 
Yeah. Okay, so he sure, sells like his. Sure. So he. So he. He's a, he Why didn't Liv Tyler go? Liv Tyler's got some skills. You can't just have a. This was a. Yeah, this but was then a you green got the, then the whole time you have a will they or won't they Jack right. and Diane or Sam and Diane thing. So. I'd be very Jack or a Jack and Diane yeah. thing. Jack and Diane Little did I think, him. and yeah. that was well, they were sucking on the, chili dogs. Yeah. if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> sucking on chili dogs <laughs> outside the Tasty Freeze. Gross. Okay. Uh, anyway, cougar. all that is to say. I love this movie so much. It's just so fucking good. I agree. It's a good movie. I have a lot to say, it's, but I'm it's, like... It's similar you're when You're holding we, back. It's we, a little I, yeah. similar. I, I, we talked about Two Towers so long ago. It was our second episode, um, which is my... We'll revisit Return of the King very soon. Um, but uh, Two Towers is my favorite. But this is similar in that I get why it didn't win Best Picture because it's not a complete story. Um... You know, it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's the very beginning of something. And sure. particularly if you're not someone that read the Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, and you're just an Academy voter, you might be like, well, this was great and super well made, but it doesn't have an ending. And I know sure. there's two more parts coming, so I'm not going to... I get why it didn't win. It's a good. It's a very good movie. But I, I understand it would, as opposed it to some crazy. other movies. It would have been crazy. Yeah. yeah. Even, even if it's your favorite film, it, it would have been crazy, kind of. And, of course, I would have been very excited. But it, it would have been crazy for, like, a, a part of, a, like, it's like Star Wars. Like, Star Wars. Is, all right. Anyway, yeah. We'll move forward. Yeah. Um, let's I mean, I kind of disagree, but oh. we'll get to that at the end. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. that at the end. Let's jump into Gosford Park. Kelly McDonald is my secret crush. Cast. Oh, not so what a great Altman dang is my cast. Crush. Yeah, Robert he's Altman. He's fucking great. The king. He's yeah. fucking. Now, we, have we all seen this movie before? I yes. have seen it. I, I saw had, it when it opened. I yeah. saw it when it in. I saw it that year, and then I watched it again. I was directing a Agatha Christie play in Princeton. All right, you and were? I rewatched. Oh, it's perfect. I rewatched no, Gosford Park. Don't, in the lead up to give, it, don't give him anything. All right, I won't get him riled up. But this, but that was all. That was in the mid, the mid aughts. So it's been ten years probably since I'd seen Gosford Park. It's so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I rewatched everything for for this. Yeah, yeah. good. That was the Me job. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh God. I also uh, saw most of them for the first time. Oh, so cool. Yeah. This, this is not one of them. Yeah. Um, it's great. Uh, there's there's at least, I, I think it's just three. There's three dames in this cast. That's how good the cast is. Wow. Unbelievable. Maggie Smith, Maggie. Helen Mirren. Uh-huh. Wait, are the sisters dames? Yes, Eileen Atkins. The Eileen cook. Atkins Fantastic. is also, also a dame. Wow. Fantastic. Wow. That reveal at the end is awesome. It's so very good. good. It's but very same and very moving. Very moving. But, yep. But it's so small compared to everything because it's, sure. it's it's not it's not like even though the the, the whole thing is it, like well it's actually not about a mystery. It's sort of like uh, the downstairs versus the upstairs. Yeah. The, yeah. the workers versus um, the, written by the, the movie is written by Julian Fellows. Yeah. Who created Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Oh. So you I, see I very Downton much Abbey like came from Gosford Park like. I think, I mean, Upstairs, Downstairs was a show on the BBC oh, okay, years okay. ago, which is, I, I've never watched, but I think it's My parents sort of love similar. that show. Um, but, so, Gospel Park comes out of that, but obviously, gotcha. I don't think then Julian Fellows creates Downton Abbey, so I'm sure his work on Gosford Park led, you know. I love that part when the detective is like, oh, no, I don't need to, I, I don't need to. 
they're like, well, are you going to want to interview like the, the staff servants. or whatever the servants? He's no, like, no, 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 just people that had a real connection with him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, Eve's like fucked half these people, so yeah. I don't know what you're talking about there. Um, the cast is what I think this movie is super incredible, and yeah. I really love the way that it's like paced and everything and laid out. But I think the cast is what makes it super super great because right. everybody is so good. Bob Balaban doing the narration on the phone yeah. about like what's happening. He's yeah. like, no, these people are like really English, you yeah. know, it's like whatever. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I don't know, it could be the valet, like the whatever. Yeah. Uh, is such a fun. He says thing. valet. Somebody else says valet, which it's is funny. valet. It's but he says valet. valet. Which is, I say valet. Americans say valet. And yeah. valet is correct. Valet is correct. Valet. Yeah. Well, somebody valet says, How is long somebody that valeting? parks your car, but a valet is somebody that. You know, gets you dressed. Yeah. Um, okay. I, think, I learned this from. I even think uh, my time as in the countryside. I even think he's. Sure. I think. <laughs> I think he's even pretty good in this in comparison to some of his other stuff. But Ryan Phillippe feels like uh, a little fuck you yeah. to Americans to be like, hey, look at all these amazing British actors, yeah. and guess who one of the two Americans in it are? Hey, Ryan Phillippe. Hey, but you know what? That guy fucks. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he definitely used to. I don't know. Does he still fuck? He's a real fuck. I promise he's fucking Oh, he right does now. in the movie. He yeah. does in the movie. No, like, I'm talking right now. Yeah. But, but it, like, I'm and sure he, he's still And he was with Queen Reese, so. At this time, yeah. too, right? Yeah. He, he did, I think he did good. He's and, okay. He does a good job. Like the Scottish very, accent is not good, no, but it's, but it's it a plot point. Yeah. So it was fine. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't add anything, but he doesn't take away. I don't think, yeah, he doesn't subtract from it. Yeah. Clive Owen. Hot, hot, always, hot. always good. Always Love good. Him. Yeah, love that. I, I had forgotten. It's basically Kelly McDonald's story. She's yeah. sort of our leading lady. She is. She, she she's I mean, our it's, a, it's obviously it's an Altman movie, so it's a, a movie that we're following fifteen to twenty other people. Yeah, but she is sort of our eyes into it. Wait um, a minute, Who, which one is this? She's the Scottish. Um, oh, oh, the uh, Maggie the, Smith. Maggie Smith. Yeah. Lady. Lady and wait, lady. Ladies maid. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. She's yeah. so great. I love her. Yeah. And I and her scenes with Maggie Smith are great. And there's so many things that Maggie Smith said that I laughed out loud. She just is like, I mean, again, she's playing the exact same character. She's very she funny. Yeah. Plays in, in Down Abbey. Down yeah. Abbey. But like, she is so good at that that character that yeah. she does. Agreed. She's great. I like old British people. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> who doesn't? They're the like first all best cool. exotic marigold hotel, delightful. Delightful. Judy Dench, Maggie Smith, delightful. Delightful. I'll watch. I will watch them read the phone. It's well, yeah. they're Kate Blanchett to me in a lot of ways. It's like I will kind of watch you do anything because you're so interesting. Yeah, you're just so magnetic. There's a there's a documentary that I've only watched the trailer for, but I want to track down. That is about, and I'm not going to remember the four. I know it's. Eileen Atkins, I think it's Maggie Smith, I think it's Diana Rigg, and someone else, and it's four dames, I think it's Joan Plowright, um, it's, I think those are the four, I think it's, it's either Judy Dench or Maggie Smith, I can't remember, and then okay. the other three, right. um, but it's just a documentary about how the four of them, like, get together once every few months, like, and just, like, play cards, and just gather. Talk about being, like, old rich white ladies? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Delightful. Let me into your club. Yeah. I'd love a movie with all of them. Yeah, sure, sure. I don't like Twilight movies. Are they 
real? <laughs> in Twilight movies? Is there a connection that I'm missing here, Max? You mean Twilight, like old people movies? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like yeah. Twilight, like no, vampire no, no, movies. No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> so you're not like a big Las Vegas guy. Uh, not as anybody. <laughs> but no. how do you feel about, about Bella and Edward and? Oh, uh, I feel nothing. I, I've never seen those movies. I never will. Jacob. Okay. Well, you get it when you say right? Twilight movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's my that's bad. where I went first too, and I was like, Yeah, you're t- thinking of actually, I believe you're thinking of Anna Kendrick, right, 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 Dame right. Maggie Smith. You're Anna Kendrick, about, I have a crush on. Yeah, she's cute. Okay. You're thinking about like space cowboys. And yeah, like uh, uh, I don't know the best exotic marigold marigold hotel. There's a number. There's like there's they're they're often heists. Uh huh. They're mm-hmm. they're often just like uh, getting the band back together. Yeah, sometimes a drama romance, but all across the board, they remind me of dying. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. This you, one, this movie about death, did not remind me. Yeah. No. No. Because no, this one's not because it's got all ages. All ages, it, it guys. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy Northam. Yeah. Uh, Charles Dance. Yeah. Tywin. Uh, Lannister. Tywin oh, Lannister. yes. Always very proud Chris of him. Scott Thomas. And also, second uh, Dumbledore. 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 Yeah. Second man. Dumbledore? Michael Gambon. Fantastic. Second Dumbledore. Second Richard Dumbledore. Harris was the original Dumbledore. R. And R. he R. died R. before the third movie. R. Where was the magic then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got to use that. I don't have a lot to say about Gosford Park. It's a really well-made movie, and I, I enjoyed it a lot, and I was moved by the end. And I also don't... I was like moved. love it more than like any other movie of the year or something. I really I, did I like Ryan really Philby going in Hollywood. That's what I'm known for. My discretion. That that line also made me really laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah. As he was leaning towards like trying to like uh, grope the, yeah. the lady he talked to, he did try to rape Kelly McDonald. Yes, yeah, 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 hundred like, percent. Uh, he was he was probably close to life. Yeah, <laughs> they might have just uh, a figure. Yeah. Uh, or a cast typed him. Emily yeah. Watson, we should mention her too, also great in this yeah, movie. Yeah, she's oh, also yeah. awesome. Also very thin in this movie. Very thin. Yeah. Very. Um, you know what, but back to you were saying, about, were you saying how this, like, as, as much as you love this movie, it's not like, it's not going to be your favorite? It wasn't my were favorite kind of movie of the year. It? Well, here's the thing. But I like it a lot. I think that, I think that there's something about that. There's something about, like, the pacing, and mm-hmm. there's something about yeah. how um, we're talking about one thing, but it's about, or just, it. It's like almost a story about the house and that weekend, and it's all very. Uh, what am I trying to say here? I just think that it's very comforting to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like and it, and it, and it really transports you, but at the same time, it doesn't like uh, grab you and throw you around. Or uh, no, that's exactly. I love that that thing. I I've not seen Gosford Park since it came out, and I remember really liking it that year. And then not thinking of it since, yeah. and then I and then rewatching it this year, I was like, "Wow, that was a really unpleasant, uh, yeah. unpleasant. That was a really pleasant, uh, delightful way to spend a couple it hours." Is. It's pleasant. It's comforting. It's beautiful. I'll I, watch it again in another ten years. But it's not going to like, um, I don't know, uh, blow your socks off. I guess so. But the thing is, it's. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so so. I just wanted to talk about that. No, yeah, for the sure. Weird quality. There was there was not a single moment I was watching that I wished I was doing anything else. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, this is really good. Yeah. Uh, one thing I was gonna say is interesting about Gosford Park that uh, I've uh, I don't remember who where I read this or who told me this, but Robert Altman when he was making his last few movies because he was older, like late 70s, early 80s when he was making his final films, um, always had a, like, known director basically, like, shadowing him. Really? In case... He died? Basically, in case he died. And Stephen Frears 
was like his shadow on Gosford Park. The queen. Who directed the queen and maybe the also grifters passing and, down his skills. Yeah, for sure. I think days. Paul Thomas Anderson like oh, was wow. one on one because he he's always I mean, clearly from his particularly his early movies, like you can tell from Magnolia and Boogie Nights that he got a lot from Altman movies. I like and the stuff way like that, that England takes care of their you know, artists. I think that's nice. It's mm-hmm. like a real fraternity. Robert Altman is uh, American though. So should we move on to this <laughs> movie, I guess? Um, so, so that brings us to, just, like, speaking of the best exotic Marigold Hotel. Wait, is that coming out? Did I come out this year? In the bedroom. Oh! Tom Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson! Uh, wow, by the way. Also hot. I have a crush on Tom Wilkinson. And where Wilkinson. did he come from? We needed this is, him doing So this was interesting before. because this was the movie that I... When when I first saw this movie, I was like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if I'd seen Shakespeare in Love at that point, or I just didn't remember because he's you know an important part of the movie, but not not the lead. And he also looks way different, like dressed up and and the whole thing. He's Um, very British. um, In the bedroom, uh, which this is a when I was rewatching this, I was like, "Oh, this is like a Oscar category, basically." Yeah. Uh, a yep. sad New England movie. Hey, yeah. this felt even more close to me than anything Boston because, again, I've been to Camden, Maine, and it's not very far from when I grew up, where I grew up. And, sorry to jump on that, Todd Field made this movie. Uh-huh. I went down a deep hole on Todd Field, which cool, I didn't know. The only movie talented. made after this one was Little Children. Little Children, which is... Which we talked about last time. We just time. talked about last week. It's one of my favorite movies. And he has and made a movie since. No, but he's doing something with Jonathan Franz, and he's, like, adopting something that he wrote into... Yeah, but wait for it. Guess what other movie he was in as an actor? Yes, he's Eyes actor. wide shut. Sure, 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 sure. But more <laughs> importantly, he was in Twister! Oh. Yeah! Twister. That's one of my favorite is fucking great. He was Belzer in Twister. Do you have the soundtrack to Twister? Yes, I have the soundtrack is, to Twister. Is there a song? Do I own it on Blu-ray? Is, yes. Is there a song called Melancholy Mechanics on that by the Red Hot Chili Peppers? It's like a B-side that can only be found on that soundtrack? That's correct. <gasps> Moving <Yeah>. on. <laughs> Here's the thing. Megan 100% didn't know that and no. just was like going no, with you. And it's like, not I'm going to impress Max right now by acting like I have sure. any idea what he's talking about. Oh, I, I just <laughs> want to move the conversation forward because forward. <laughs> I want to talk more about Twister and um, what a great movie it is. That's not 2001, yes. was it sister. Not no, 96, I think. Hey, you know what I have to say to both of you? What? Losers! Yeah, come on! Oh, come on now. That's um, Twister, let's guys. talk about In the Bedroom, though. Sorry, sorry. Great fucking movie. This I is agree. a really good movie. And, you know, I remember watching it in my living room, um, probably right before, right after the Oscars, and have not watched it since. Mm-hmm. I remember really wanting Sissy Spacek to win Best Actress that year. Um, great. She, she's, she's, she's great. Incredible. She's awesome. It's weird. It's weird looking back because that was the main thing I remembered. I remembered her slapping Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. I remembered oh, I the general that. idea of the movie being that the son dies. So you were mad at Marissa, huh? I wasn't mad at her, no. I was just like... You just love the power? The I crazy just love that, that her control... Keep that thought, sorry. Yeah. Her control, like... The, the internal control of Sissy Spacek the entire time, not just after her son dies, but before, where she's just, like, so clearly the matriarch and, like, right. in charge, but never, you know what I mean? Like, I, that's why she should have won for me. And ditto Tom Wilkinson. Like, he is just the 
them being, they seemed like such main parents uh-huh. where like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be cool. Like nobody's over the top. Like yeah. nobody's going to yell at you for dating this woman with children and, and whatever. Nobody's going to push you to go to college or whatever. But the way that they kept themselves composed was is so powerful. And it's such, I think as an actor, it's such a harder thing to do yeah. to play that and then put layers on top of it to play that, to have that rage and put layers on top of it, then just be crazy the entire time. Right. And when she lashes out at Mercy Tomei, when she breaks the plate and, and, and yells at uh, Tom Wilkinson, which I remember being the scene that they showed for the Oscars, and she's like, you let him get away with everything. Like, that's that. those parts are so much more powerful because it's like the you see the cracks. And I think both of them are... These are maybe the two my two favorite performances of that year. I think yeah. it's so incredible. Wow. The, and the uh, they the, are very good. The thing I'll say about it is like it's these Except are Except I just remembered one that, one performance that I liked even more, but we'll get to These that are the performances that never win. No. I mean, you had Sissy Spacek with basically with the exception of the scene that scene it's that they showy, showed at the yeah. Oscars. It's not showy. And not the saying it's a bad performance. I haven't seen it since in 15 years I didn't get a chance to rewatch it but Halle Berry won this year for Monsters Ball which is very very much more I'm getting fucked from behind by Billy Bob Thornton while I'm sobbing like yeah. very big performance and yeah. I'm not saying that's bad and by it's any means subtle. but it's not what Get, that's not what wins Oscars. No. Right? Sissy Space, second Tom Wilkinson. Uh, we're gonna, Go I mean, one the performance in particular I'm thinking of is very big and very over the top, and I think it's incredible and so, so well done. Uh, spoiler alert, it's Nicole Kidman <laughs> and Moulin Rouge, and I think she is so luminous in that. But this is a different thing, and it's a different skill set, yeah. I think. And I And you're right. The Oscars don't give a shit about this right. skill set. So what I was going to say is it was weird rewatching it for me just because I remembered being super behind Sissy, wanting Sissy Spacek to win. And, you know, a lot of stuff I didn't remember aside from Tom Wilkinson being in it and being like, this is the first time I was like, who's this great actor? That looking, going back and watching it being seen, it's mostly his story. Yeah, it really is. Because the final 35 minutes of the movie is almost all him. It is. Then there's a lot I'd like to talk. But uh, let let me say real quick. Did you know? That Tom Cruise's cousin <laughs> is the bad guy. No, no way. Hey, yes, that's right. I listeners. didn't know that. I did not. Yeah, know. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he recently was completely converted to Scientology. No. No. Took him a long time. Took him a long time. Welcome to Hollywood, huh? Do you think he'll get another juicy role now? I don't know. It's been a time. Uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, He's was, great in this, and he has a real menace, though, I will yeah. say. Oh, he, he is uh, uh, scary. I had forgotten what happened in that first scene that he's sitting in the kitchen with Marissa Tomei. I'm like, I don't like this guy. This is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, my God. I, yeah. Oh, look, uh, the, the listeners mainly watch these, know these movies before they, they listen to the show. Is that I right? think it varies, but yeah. I hope should so. I, should I, I not talk about no, it? No, we can no, spoil it. No, spoil it. It's been okay. so long. It's been yeah. years. It's a movie called In the Bedroom. Uh-huh. I didn't know the bedroom was about lobsters. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a human bedroom. I thought there was going to be a lot more boning. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, but, um, 
What I didn't think is that like this movie was about uh, a guy who gets shot in the fucking face <laughs> in like thirty minutes in. Yeah. In the, the main, eye. the main character is murdered by being shot in the fucking head. Yeah, and it is brutal. Yeah, I thought you see a piece of brain. It happens very even quickly when it happened. I I had I remember what the movie was about. I remember that Nick Stahl died. But when the gunshot happened, in my head, I was like, oh, that's how they do it. And then you see Marissa Tomei run downstairs and scream. I did not remember they show him lying on the ground wow. with a bullet. Her with a bullet in his eye and like yeah. a piece of brain right there. Very sad. But something about afterwards, I was like, you know, that character was kind of one-dimensional. <laughs> I was like, he was just so nice. And, and his architecture student is dating an older lady with a yeah, couple yeah. kids. And he's so smart and wise and yeah. he's nice to everybody. Of course he's going to get fucked. But I love that he's like a young kid and he's like, I don't know, what's wrong with me? Like, no, maybe, no. maybe I, like... There are people uh, like that. There are people. Yeah, yeah sure. it felt very real and lived it in did. for him to it just did. be like... Yeah, maybe I'll just stay here and be like a lobster lobster boat it did. fisherman. Yeah. And then he's... And then right before that afternoon he gets killed, right? He's on the, on the phone with the... The yeah, doing his interview. Like, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he would have been fine. Oh, it's very sad. It's brutal. And, and what, what? No, this. I want. I want to talk about the ending. So, if you guys have anything else to say about the body of the movie, all I was gonna talk about because we just brought him up is, do we need to talk about what happened to Nick Stahl? He died. No, oh, yeah, as an actor. To Nick Stahl as an actor because he does this movie where obviously he's like the fourth or fifth. Wheel and probably the fourth person, but you know he's acting with two Oscar yep. former Oscar winners and, he, and Tom Wilkinson. Right in this but movie. then, yeah. but then he does the third Terminator movie. He takes over Edward Furlong's yeah. role as John Connor. Uh-huh. He's in Sin City as the Yellow Bastard. Yeah, he's which in a was lot a of hit. he's in a lot of big popular Since movies. High profile away. Yeah, high for profile sure. At the time, but and then you're right. Nothing. What happened? And you don't see this happen as much with ingenue males. Yeah. What do you think? Who do you think he pissed off? I don't know. I have a theory. He started off as a rich kid who got to do whatever he wanted, did it, and is like, now I'm going to go own a few vineyards or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Just That's, a weird theory. Maybe he stepped, maybe no stepped away. From, I've seen, I was looking him up, and he has like small credits within the last few years, but maybe I didn't go back far enough. Maybe he stepped away for like four or five years, and then yeah. he tried to get back into it, and by that yeah. time... They were Nobody cares like, anymore. You're 40. No one cares. Right. So you yeah. have a 28-year-old working. Yeah, that's a fucking... I thought yeah. about that, too, watching But he's good in it. Yeah, he's yeah, good. He yeah, he should have gone into... It, yeah, whatever. He Sorry, was, let's and, talk and about he, the and end. He was, and he was handsome enough to get Mirza Tomei. Hey! Handsome enough for me. She's hot, although I will say my first thought watching this movie was her highlights in it are tragic. I think it's... I think you have to do something to make Marissa Tomei slightly unattractive. Yeah, to make her seem like I a saw her. I saw her hit her. Like, why aren't in, you uh, a model? Why I are you working in, at 7-Eleven? I saw her in Top Girls on Broadway, and one of the biggest feats to me was they put her in a pair of jeans that were not flattering. Mm, yeah. And I Can't remember thinking it. in the moment, that costume designer is great to find a right. pair of jeans that made Don't Marissa look, Tomei not right. look great. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. She's very hot. She, she's, she's, she's beautiful. Yeah. So, do you guys have anything else to say about the body? Of the no, let's, let's, let's talk about the end. To the ending. All right, yeah. so look, in the Tense. very end, and maybe you guys picked up on this too, I thought I was so smart when I realized it, but have, uh, like three quarters into the movie, uh, uh, the mother and uh, uh, the, the father are yelling at each other. Um, uh, 
uh, they're having like sort of a breakdown. They never really talk to each other. And she, and she brings out this idea that was in her mind the whole time that, look, this is kind of your fault because ultimately she was your fantasy. The reason that you allowed this to happen. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, shit, you know, that, that was actually not shown at all. And I liked that they kept it subtle, but at the end of the movie, uh, He's laying in bed, and she's like, oh, "You must be starving. You went out and murdered this fucker." Yeah, like, she, yeah. which is kind of uh, crazy. But you know, ultimately, you know, we all understand. I do. Yeah, totally. Fuck that guy. It's an insane movie. Um, uh, but she, but uh, he says, "I saw a picture of him with her, uh, like the ex, the yeah. murderous yeah. ex, and Marissa Tomei. Yeah, and she was smiling. Yeah, and uh, and he said, okay, what's wrong?'" And she said, "He said, I don't know." Which, in my mind, confirms that, like, maybe he did push his son towards staying with her or wanted yeah. her to be, wanted him to be with her um, because he found her so attractive. Yeah. And that sort of, like, in the bedroom w- comes back to, like, multiple males with a dangerous female. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's even that, there's that small scene at the barbecue where the friend is standing yeah. with him at the grill and talking about, talking how, about basically how hot Marissa Tomei is. No, and he Tom Wilkinson, He doesn't agree, but he also, he you would, think, some time you would think, like, a father would be like... Hey, that's my son's that's girlfriend. That's my son's girlfriend. That's right. Easy, instead man. He and he gazes doesn't, with, yeah. Instead, he gazes yeah. with... So, like, uh, as subtle as that is, I'm glad they kept it. I'm yeah. glad they kept it sort of low-key because it's something for you, the the viewer. You know, we didn't get it spoon-fed, even though it wasn't uh, it, more so than, you know, like David Lynch or something. But I was like, oh, I figured out the puzzle, even though yeah. it was just the line that was like, I didn't take that. See, and essentially okay. because I didn't take that. I, when I heard that line, I didn't take that that at all. I heard that when he was like, she was happy, she was smiling. I thought of that as more of he... He he saw uh, the bad guy, Tom Cruise's cousin, uh, as a human being, as a, as somebody that once Ooh. at one time made another person. I, happy. And, I, and I think that's like just as good a theory. And I think that hopefully the director wanted us to question that or just yeah. think both things yeah. maybe. And then he takes that band aid off from around his finger and he looks and he's like and he's almost healed, not quite. Still yeah, blood blisters I'm there. not sure I could piece that together. What did you guys find in that? It, it's just sort of like um, it reminded him of the of the of the lob the female lobster that that bit him, or or that or that maybe I, or just the damage that we do to each other and the damage that we do to ourselves and how like over time that shit goes away. That shit gets it gets healed up and goes I like away. That. I like that. It's yeah. pretty, particularly because this was that, that injury I think is underneath his nail, so that shit takes a long time to grow out, right? Oh, right. And stuff, but um, I like that. Just something the, to think the, about. There's some Good. stuff that I really enjoyed about the end. I know exactly was what do you go ahead? Was that he takes him out to the forest or out to the woods and. I felt with both the friend who owns the cabin and with Sissy Spacek afterwards, both of them knew what was going to happen. And when Tom Wilkinson shot him, I thought it was still something Wilkinson had kind of just decided last minute, this is what I'm going to do. 
where you find out that both of them knew about it and that it was a pre-planned event and it never felt pre-planned yeah. at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And his I reaction where he's like, we, we were going to wait till we, this wasn't the we plan. And I thought he was going to say, we were going to we we let him go. And he's like, no, we were going to wait till they were in the woods. Yeah. And then when he gets home and Sissy Spacek has this sort of Lady Macbeth moment, which um, we'll do 2003 next time. And Mystic River has a very long, drawn-out yes. Lady Macbeth moment with Laura Lenny and Sean Penn. Um, and this was such way more just subtle. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, Sissy Spacek knew this was going to happen and was happy about it, and now she's going to go make you some eggs because you must be very hungry. But it, there was nothing over the top about it at yeah. all. There, Todd Field is definitely not hitting us over the head with... I mean, yeah, it's all know. fucking great, I think. He's not hitting us over the head, and I think... For me, the parts of this movie, too, I thought were maybe the best were the little moments, like the little snippets. And he did a lot of them, both right after the funeral, when it's like sh- like he's mowing the lawn. And she's well, my, doing this my very favorite scene in the entire movie is they have that huge fight, and then the Girl Scout comes yeah, to the, the door. Yeah, the Girl Scout comes to the door. And he goes out, and he deals with the Girl Scout. That's my favorite part of the entire movie, just showing like the operatic and the mundane. Yeah. Just... Next to each other, which when he came, back, which I think was, is what grief is. When, so. But when he came back from from the door, he he was he was much more ready and wise. He yeah, because um, yeah. you need to step away. I, I was this trying to figure I, out the meaning I, of that, but yeah. that's just it, it. Maybe I think this is why I have uh, not to give anything away with uh, the old ball and chain in the other room. <laughs> Maddie Smith, my husband. <laughs> uh, most of our like. Big serious fights we have. Are about everybody Girl thinks Scouts about Girl Scouts. Or inside lobster containers. <laughs> in, fuck? in the bedroom, so to speak. <laughs> oh my god, uh, that's the name of this movie. People are gonna. People will. I'm sure therapists will be like, "That's crazy," but sorry, we have most of our like important fights via text or email because it is a chance for you to type out to write out what I'm what you're yes, thinking it's good. and it's not an emotion both of us are emotional people and if it's a lot of times if I fight with people in person I will say things that mm. I don't mean mm-hmm. like Tom Wilkinson is very harsh with Sissy Spacek in that moment and or or you just like you get muddled you're the points right. get muddled you bring up other things well remember that time what about this or whatever but when you I I find when I fight via text or email it's so much more clear. This is, and it's so much more like um, thoughtful because it's not. It's not just like accusatory. It's like the, I'm having an issue, and right. here's the issue yeah. that I'm having, and you can really. And if it Marissa out. Tomei and Tom Cruise's cousin had just corresponded via email, right. Nick Stahl maybe never would have a bullet in the he face. He might have. Uh, I don't know. Designed uh, the how the home I'm living in now, and maybe he would have put in oh some my, central it fucking been air. Beautiful, yeah. and the way that they all come to. All right, I'm doing a thing from the movie. You guys, when he's doing <laughs> the blocks, forget about it. Oh, you're doing oh, with the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love how Kraft makes. I don't know who Kraft is, but he's like how the family has to come together. He's talking it's about kind of crazy that that didn't make me vomit in my mouth. I still love that plate, but that part too. Yeah, I love this movie. It's, it's great. Good. It's very good. It's very good. Um, we should move on. Hey guys, Wait. 2001 was Shit. a great year for movies. <laughs> it was. And it was a great year, except for 9/11. Yeah. If you ignore 9/11, 2001. Solid year. Solid, Solid. year. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing with coins with your viewers. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, Max. <laughs> your viewers. Um, they're your listeners. I just want to say that I love two things about this movie that have nothing to do with anything. One is when they're outside by the, like, all the 
by that like the dock that there's like a, a bay that they live mm-hmm. by and and there's all the boats in the back and and she's conducting um yeah and oh, you just see so everybody beautiful. I just think that's beautiful I always like the little it's uh, a great that's a great little fire for a bunch moments. of fucking high school main girls yeah. oh yeah yeah I, they I, sound great I actually had some thoughts about the specifics of all that <laughs> and how how it didn't make that much sense to me but um all, yeah just the setting was fantastic and the last shots. Of over the town, you just yeah. all the trees above the homes. It's just, it's just a beautiful area of the world, and this crazy self-contained little story uh, that happened. Guys, it's beautiful. It's, we're moving forward in the summer. I'm just gonna oh, prep, it's very cold, probably. It is a that sounds re- beautiful too. Like nope. Is there is there snow by the ocean? Yes. That's also gorgeous. you know. Also, the one thing is like everybody in that town voted for Trump. Yeah. Except well, maybe not Sissy SpaceX, but all the rest of them definitely. Yeah, I don't know Camden. I did have lobster ice cream in Camden one time. Yeah, Maine's pretty conservative. Yeah, Maine's pretty for conservative. for New England in particular. Well, it's very. It's a lot of very poor people. Yeah, like Camden. That that's like a nice town, but like a lot of other towns are just like it's. There's not a lot going yeah. on. So that anyway. brings us to they show that it's good. Yeah, they show those the like the okay. Yeah, our, that's fi- right. our final non-winning nominee, Moulin Rouge. Moulin. Um, Megan, I don't know if you want to give your thesis to start or to end about Moulin Rouge. Here's the thing about Moulin Rouge. Here's the thing about Moulin Rouge. Uh, This is is one of the few years I think that we've done that I had already... I've seen all five of these. Uh I was really into the Oscars around this time. I was actually studying abroad in England at this time. Uh Wow. And I saw Moulin Rouge. I know. I saw Moulin Rouge before I left, and then it came out in England, and I insisted on seeing it again. Sure. Uh, It is difficult for me. It's also... Okay, here's what I'll say. It was very embarrassing to watch this movie for me, because to rewatch it, because I, like, loved this movie, Uh so... Wait a minute, you don't anymore? No, 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 it's not that I don't, but I just was like, I embarrassingly... Like I was embarrassing about this. Movie. I walked I out was of like, Space Jam, and I and I turned to whoever it was to my left, Space and I said, Jam. "That was the best movie I yeah. have ever yeah. seen." That's exactly it. That, that, I was that, twelve. You were twelve. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is this was my Space Jam. Yeah. I literally was like, "Well, we did it, guys. <laughs> we did movies. <laughs> Pack it up. We're good. We're good to go." A huge part of that was like you and McGregor, you and McGregor, oh, clean shaven you and McGregor, oh, yeah, yeah. singing Elton. Fucking John on a misty rooftop with the fucking my Eiffel gift Tower. Is my soul. Like literally, it's like somebody went into my. How old was I? Whatever, 15, 18. 16? No, no, no. Seven, this time I was 17, I think. Ooh, maybe I was 18. Should I tell you how I feel about I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, my point is, is this was made for, this movie was made for me at this age. Yes. And so it's very difficult to look back on it and, and, and like separate that nostalgia from what it actually is. Can I help you? Here's, well, let me say okay, one thing. I'm sorry. Nicole Kidman is amazing. She just like fucking gives it her all. And she is, and that scene where she's like trying to like, when, in, the, for, in the beginning in the elephant, when she's like, Boo! And she's like trying to get her his attention so he won't see Christian there or whatever. She's amazing in this, and um, also that Roxanne, uh, the rock that the mashup with Roxanne and the, uh-huh. and the tango, the tango, yeah, is the best part of the movie, and yes. that's great. 
I don't know that I can speak on the rest because like it's too I'm too I'm too embarrassed. I'm too embarrassed. There's a Coco Chanel quote. Uh oh. Coco Chanel said, take one piece off. <laughs> That's, she said before you, you leave, leave the, the house, house take, take one, one piece, piece off. off. Like Moulin a piece of Rouge jewelry or a whatever. Needs to take seven or eight pieces off. Yeah. Do you how many people do you think have had a seizure watching this movie though? Truly. I, I did think that. This movie was too much for me when I was eighteen, and it's way too much for me now that I'm <laughs> years old. My man. <laughs> I like speaking into the microphone. Is this going to make me super when I, loud? When, yes. I saw, when I saw this movie, when I saw this movie in theaters, I remember the like we got maybe forty five minutes into the movie and the projector broke, and Everybody someone from someone, someone from the theater came in and said, "Don't worry, we just had a problem with the projector. We'll have it back up in a ne- in a couple minutes." And one of the guys I was with goes. Why? <laughs> That's way too harsh. That's way too harsh. The first 35 minutes of are this movie so are unwashable. Yeah, agree. They're unwashable. It's very It's like frenetic. a 35-minute trailer, yeah. but it just doesn't stop. It will never stop. I want... Up until when she comes down and sings Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend... I, it settles a little bit, and then you. Eventually, the movie does settle a little bit. It settles. It just takes a right. third of the movie the for it to settle. The first half an hour is in, is insanity. It's just like John Leguizamo snorted like the longest line of cocaine nope, in the entire him. world. It wasn't him. And it then, was Baz Luhrmann. And then, <laughs> and then he shot it from his nose into Baz, Baz Luhrmann's anus. <laughs> and, yeah. and the anus will, will take that in a lot faster yes. than the nose. It, yeah. it, why did he posit, I don't know who's, it's interesting, he posited that that Ewan McGregor wrote The Sound of Music. It's so weird. It's Look. weird because some of these songs have been re- like are retooled and some of them are original, right? Yeah, I, look, like, a, is Come What May an original song? Guys, everybody... Come What May is the only original song, and it was actually written for Baz Luhrmann's Romeo, Romeo and, and Juliet. Juliet. Really? But not used in the film, so they used it in this and Okay, I'm going to need everybody to shut the fuck up <laughs> no, now. You need to stop no. doing that, Max, because you're already very okay. loud. They're right, going to pick you up. Max, I'm, I'm doing it for the mic. effect. Here's what you well, guys need to learn. Well, it's hilarious to blow out yeah. our... Here's what you guys need to learn. Nobody hates this movie quite like me. The whole time that Megan was talking, I was itching to stop her and, like, comedically insert... The movie fucking sucks. Um, uh, uh, where's my no notes? Heart. Where's my no notes? Heart. Of all the movies, I took the most notes on this movie. You have no heart. It's because this movie... I started... I thought I didn't even know I was going to make notes, but then I started typing something called Moulin Rouge Gripes. Anyway, here's just a... Here's just... 600 pages later. Yeah. Well, actually, no. It, it started as a list, and, and here's sort of what the list says. Too cute, too silly, corny, not funny, music is offensive... <laughs> Uncleverly repurposing pop hits. Uh-huh. No good singers. And by the way, they said Leonardo. Wrong. Incorrect. Both okay. Of those hold, people on, are good hold, singers. hold on. No. Hold on. Because no, the Nicole guest is Gidman's talking. A, I think okay, but the, Ewan McGregor is not a good singer. The guest is talking. He's a good singer. No, you think he's handsome. The guest is talking. Go ahead, the guest is talking. He's sung in other things, right? Let, let me say, Leonardo DiCaprio was not allowed to be in this movie because he doesn't know how to sing. So why is like uh, that's what that's what Baz Luhrmann's excuse was. So why do we have to listen to Ewan McGregor's auto tune for a whole movie instead? It's not. I love. I actually think, for as frenetic as it is, I'm going to need you to everybody calm down. 
I'm going to need you to stop playing with the, the coins. coins I stop fell onto the floor. with your microphone. I accidentally dropped the coins on the floor, and I won't reach down um, for them. Okay. I... I I think he does a good job in the movie despite how frenetic the role is. Jim Broadbent's not even singing in this movie. No. That he is dubbed. Who is by, that? It's an opera singer. Who's Zidel? The, the, the I don't know who it is. Um, I just know it's not him. Not I, him. One of my notes is Zidler, fat, awful, gross. I, I, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, I am fat. I can say this kind of stuff. Um, it is upsetting that he was dubbed and he won. And he wore a fat suit in the movie. Who, who is that? Broadbent. Who, who is that? The Zidler? The, yeah. My man. Uh, well, he needs to gain those pounds in real life if he wants any respect from me. <laughs> and, uh, learn, and probably sing his part. Now, too. let me say something about singing. There's people who can sing pitches, notes. They hear them. They can sing them. I'm kind of one of those. But there are there are singers, people who can sing beautifully. Uh, McGregor can't do that. I thought he had a pretty good voice, guys. It's no. not very good, no. It's, it's, tweet at us. Tweet, did, tweet you, at us. Did you and McGregor have a good voice? Is there a difference between tweeting the notes the and singing should. beautifully? I don't need him to sing beautifully. I thought he hit the uh, And a lot of people say that. A lot of people say, well, you know, he's just the guy. I think that Roxanne number is excellent. Okay, that's one of my notes. Roxanne man. I just put that as a note. He's and, great. and now I will do my impression. Roxanne. Roxanne. And let me tell you one other thing. Wait, he's, wait. I don't know if you liked it from that. I did. Okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it was the one part of the movie that I liked. Just kidding. I hated every bit of it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, Nicole Kidman might be great. She was probably like our previous generations. Who's the pop singer now? Who's also blonde and beautiful? Uh, shake it like it's beautiful. Shake it. Shake it like, like it's, it's beautiful. beautiful? You talking about Taylor Swift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, like, like if Taylor Swift became beautiful? an actress. Yeah, they're both pretty. They're both very pretty. No. That's coming from a horny man. Nicole standpoint. Kidman is a stunning. Woman specimen of a human being. Taylor Swift is like a little girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I hundred percent agree with this. She's not a little girl anymore. She's. Would you say she's she's shaking off those times? No, I would say Britney is though. Britney's way hotter than Taylor Swift. Sorry. Let me just say, my Roxanne man was very bad. I couldn't do justice to how despicable I found that person and his voice. Wait, so I'm so you did you not like the Roxanne part, or you did? It was horrifying for me. It was horrifying. Wow. I I thought the dancing was incredible, and I thought the dancing was good. I will say that I think that is the maybe only successful number in the show. I think it's oh, okay. So by people far like the it. best part. Yeah. So look, I'm an outlier. The listeners know. The listeners can already tell I'm 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 so bad as a person. But let me just keep going on. The main character's name is Saltine. Okay, I eat saltines when I'm sick. Moving forward, here's a, here's a note. Baz Luhrmann, more like Kraz Luhrmann. That's not crazy of a French name. Saltine. No, satine. There's no L. No, I know, but I'm making it saltine now. Oh, okay, this is a bit. It's kind of. Um, okay. This is funny. This is a funny bit. But, okay. Guys, it's was, not great. I was going to say my biggest question with uh, the Satine character, and I think Nicole Kidman does the best she can with what she's working with. I think she I does a great job. Yeah. I think she is giving it 1,000%. There's that one scene with her and David Thewlis. It's David Thewlis, right? It Who is David. That? Oh, wait, is it David Thewlis? I think that's him. Um, he looks different. Uh, it may not be him. I thought it was the whole time, though. I was pretending it was him. I think just because um, he has a mustache, we're like, it's David Thewlis. But uh, she has that one scene with him where she's trying to hide you and McGregor where it's just like I mentioned that why is he not doing a better job at just getting the getting fuck, the out, fuck of out of there well because um, then the movie would, that it's, she it's does madcap that, that is 
so in like she does such a good job in what I'm sure was an excruciating thing to film. Yeah. No, like it's when Richard she's like, Roxburgh. Oh, Richard Nicole Roxburgh. Kidman broke her, uh, two ri- uh, her ribs I read that, twice. Yeah. And there's a bunch it, of really? scenes filmed with her sitting down because she couldn't do a bunch of the dance. They had to postpone some of the dance. How did stuff. she break these ribs? One was, fitting, was one was fitting into a corset. Which yeah. sounds horrific. Um, I think the other one was in the Diamonds Are Girl's Best Friend, like a fall or something. Which, Guys, she changed into that red dress, right? Yes. To seduce the Duke. And then the next time we see her, she's in a black lingerie. Guys, can Why we talk about change? how... Here, here's a more important me. question. Oh, sorry. come on. That's not the biggest problem with this movie. The biggest no, problem with the biggest problem, okay, with, the biggest problem with Satine is she has consumption and no one else gets it. Yeah. Consumption is uh, ridiculously contagious. Like, it would, it's really... And also, like, <laughs> you'd be doing more than just, like, coughing up, like, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> and there's, like, a little blood yeah. on she's, the handkerchief. She really coughs up some sexy blood. Yeah. <laughs> she would be dead... She would be, like, bedridden way before yeah, yeah, she yeah, yeah, dies, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, the death speech uh, that she gives is basically, tell like, word-for-word word Titanic. Yeah, tell our story. <laughs> Wait, can I add something that I, I did it, some research before I saw the movie? This is, to me, one of the strangest things um, about this. About, uh, and honestly, I think uh, Baz Luhrmann must be the biggest hack I've ever... I, cause, but maybe he just had too much... To fulfill at this point in time, and he and he really flopped. Well, this is his third, right? Yes. Strictly ballroom. Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. And Romeo and Juliet was insanely huge, I think, for for, yes. for his. And so he. The, had a I lot think the expectations for this were high. So were look, high. I don't know if Baz Luhrmann's a hack or not, but I definitely hate him at the moment. But I, I want to talk about that John Leguizamo was supposed to be a dwarf. Yeah, and not only a dwarf. Toulouse-Lautrec, a famous dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> and so not only did he not look like a dwarf. Yeah. Well, in, a, in a year that we saw, by the way, somebody very, pe- four people very convincingly play, five people oh, very really? convincingly play Oh, dwarves. sure. Uh, Gimli? He's <laughs> a dwarf. And, and an all, actual dwarf. But also yeah. in all four of those, no, uh, of those yeah. hobbits, they make them, they use movie magic to make oh. them look so much oh, smaller. Oh, my God. This is one thing. It just was like, look, 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 you know why? Is you know why? Not to bring it back, guys, but it's that New Zealand versus Australia. Oh, my Peter God. Peter Jackson wouldn't tell Boz Lerman how to do it Shit, listeners, I hope your minds are still intact <laughs> because we got some more to talk about. Oh my god, that's exactly it. This yeah. is lo- this is New Zealand versus Australia. So well, it's Kiwis not saying how to let me, do let like me, a let good this round. Let, no, yeah, let me. Is, New, is Peter Jackson New Zealand? Yes. Yeah. And Basil is Australia. Okay, yeah. so I 100 percent agree because let's talk about this. What I read before seeing the movie is that John Leguizamo was wearing. He was tasked with wearing prosthetics for this whole thing. So that he was walking around on his knees in these weird stilts uh-huh. that brought yeah. him so much uh, pain in his like his his his, knee, his legs would go completely numb. His back, he's he's like still has problems with to this day because Baz Luhrmann wanted and uh, wanted him to be uh, a dwarf. And let me tell you, I watched it. Before, I read that before watching the movie. There are almost no shots of like him below nope. the waist, but you know Baz Luhrmann had him in that weird like Just don't do it. 
for every scene. Yeah. And why? Like, why even make him to lose? Like, I don't. He's the one. That's so the one bizarre. person that's a real person. Right. It is so bizarre, and I think he was like overhyped uh, at the time. Yeah. Like John Leguizamo. Again, if you were gonna have other like you know contemporaries at that time, uh, you know whatever uh, other impression, you know whatever. What is this post impressionism or or something? Yeah. If you were gonna have other artists and writers or of the time of the era be also pop in and out of the movie, yeah. fine. You don't need to make yeah, it. If you're gonna do lose. like a midnight in Paris thing yeah, where all of a sudden sure. Hemingway is walking by and the Fitzgeralds are there for Hemingway and, and for the Fitzgeralds, but sure, right. yeah. I don't understand why it seems so, so weird. To yeah, me. he they like go they they like work so hard on this very these very bizarre choices and then in juxtaposition to some of the like most beautiful um, work of all time with yeah making these um, like fro- uh, like these hobbits seem mm-hmm. shorter than right. uh, people that are around the same height as them. Sir Ian McKellen uh, in the same room like uh, uh, being shot live, but really they just set it up. So it's like the, the ultimate like not thinking and making really awful decisions versus anyway. Sorry, Australians, but you absolutely got fucked. Yeah. I mean, well, it was really more the French that got fucked. Right. You Ooh. just called Satine saltine. So then that was a pretty sick burn. The, Why? Uh, they like their salt? The um, the big thing with, I mean, you know, he wanted to make another love story. He loves love. Like, he, Baz Luhrmann is all he cares about. He tried to turn The Great Gatsby into a, just a love story. Well, they've gotten, so, which is, I don't even <laughs> turn on that. They've gotten so much worse because, although I think Australia is the low, speaking of. Yeah, which That's, I did not see. Yeah, and I saw that in theaters, and I was like, this is the bottom for yeah. him. Because I love Moulin Rouge so right. much, and, and this was terrible. And then, but also Great Gatsby is bad. Yeah, he he really is, I, I feel for that yeah. man. Um, we should move on, because we're starting to run all along. We still have the best picture of the year to talk about oh, and Jesus. some other movies. Um, anything else about Moulin Rouge? It sucked. <laughs> I don't think it sucked, but, I, but 18-year-old Megan was... Really disappointed. Although I still found Ewan McGregor hot, hot, hot. Oh, which that, is that's true for me. Because he's yeah. gotten less attractive as the years go by. Oh, and I think he's still a handsome man. He's still good looking for sure. Yeah. Although actually, I say that I think he just is because like he's he like on his off time likes to be scruffier, but he looks so cute in Christopher Robin, which I intend on seeing. Sure. <laughs> so that brings us to 2001's Best Picture, A Beautiful Mind, which. My first note on maybe 30 minutes into the movie, and when I saw this movie, I remember liking it. And I remember thinking at the Oscars that it was crazy that this movie won Best Picture and Russell Crowe didn't win Best Actor. My first note is, this is maybe a bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> 1,000%. From watching it now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I would like to add to that. I think maybe Russell Crowe's bad in it. He's not good. And I still think it's crazy the movie won Best Picture and he didn't win Best Actor, but I think the movie shouldn't have won Best Picture and, and he, he shouldn't have won Best he Actor. He shouldn't have even been nominated. Um, but it is still, like, his movie, so yeah. the idea that the movie could win and him not win is still insane to me. Sure. I but wrote, is R.C. even good in this? Yeah, it's... That was my second note after seven <laughs> minutes in, mention of Exeter. R.C. or Russell Crowe? They mentioned, in case you guys... Yes. They mentioned my high school. Yes. Anyway. Um, uh, it's a very mannered performance. It is... It falls into the... Not lived in would be my... <laughs> It falls into the category of movies that we've learned Craig does not care about, which is... Biopic? Biopic about a man 
with troubles. A brilliant man with a troubles. A brilliant man with troubles. Of all the brilliant man with troubles biopics that we've watched, I think this might be my least. This might be my least favorite. And I, the only part that I liked of it was I did enjoy Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. I think she was trying real fucking hard, and. Man, the thing is, the thing is, I it may not be as good. I would watch this movie again before I'd watch Shine or Moulin Rouge um, or um, what's the uh, My Left Foot again? Because at least this movie gets batshit insane. Yeah, I guess. Um, with it, all it, the like spy stuff and gets crazy, and at least there's something I guess enjoyable about I, it I being like something imagery. different. I, I, I like the time yeah. period and the imagery a but lot. But here's what I'll say: rewatching it, knowing that he's crazy, like so. I re- this is the oh, usual yeah. suspect thing. The, it's so obvious. Rewatching it, Paul Bettany from moment what? like three seconds in, you're like, he's, he's not real. Not real. Well, he's not real. I will tell you, this is the first he's time I've seen it and yeah. I picked that up but um, uh, also um, I don't know if I was certain that his best friend the roommate was was fake wait no. that is who we're saying yeah. Paul Bettany is the roommate you saying I, that was very obvious I had remember I had remembered he wasn't real I think it becomes extremely obvious even if you maybe haven't seen it in the scene where he is being interviewed yeah. and Paul Bettany is like right outside being like yes yes, yes, yes. and you're like why would, would he, he be there? there? Why would the interviewee not notice, or interviewer not yeah. notice yeah. that there's some strange Australian man, British man? He's in the bar with all the friends, and, and like no one none, ever nobody ever him. acknowledges him at yeah. all. I just and listen, I like Ed Harris, but I'm so tired of the Ed Harris like. That performance from Ed yeah. Harris. Yeah, it's but so, that was I'm, before the many more that were. Yeah, that's with and that's the, yeah. totally that's totally valid. I yeah. just am like I, that whole like government like listen, man. Here's what we gotta do. I just was like, it's hard. I know that there's like some intrigue and whatever with that stuff, and I know it goes batshit crazy. But I think I just don't. I I just didn't. I just don't. And I mean, we have, I know it's not. I mean, I know I've at least watched like a very similar Ed Harris performance a couple times in the last few months for this. I mean, because it's not, I mean, it's not that different than Truman Show or Apollo 13 mm-hmm. or like anything like that. Just this person that kind of has the con- has the control in the world, you know? Um, and it is the lesser by far of the of those three performances. Yeah. I think this is the worst He's one. just on autopilot yeah. for this, for sure. Um, is this the worst filmed first kiss in the history of movies. Oh God! What he's this is a this is a this is a man who's like who doesn't touch women. I know. Are we talking about that the kiss is awkward? Yeah, it's but it's bad, and I don't think it's filmed. It didn't feel filmed as awkward to me. It felt oh. filmed as it was supposed to be like a romantic kiss, and it just she looked pulls bad. back oh. and is like, "Is that okay or whatever?" Yeah. And I was like, "No." Was <laughs> um, also, I had forgotten how much this movie is just about John Nash wanting to fuck. Yeah, a lot of it is. I would like to have sex. With my you mathematical, my mathematical <laughs> equation will make sure we all go home late, boys. <laughs> I did like that's the one part that I was in. I was like, tell me more about like how he uses his women to like yeah. come up with his shit. Um, no amount of movie make- making will convince me that jo- Josh Lucas is smart. That's a, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem well. He's like the other fellow, like the other one that had like him and John Nash are splitting like the scholarship or whatever. Oh, yeah, Later yeah, on, yeah. he's like the dean. And also, like thing. also weird casting. I mean, fun, but 
anyone who saw Dazed and Confused. Anthony so Rapp. Anthony Rapp and um, <laughs> Adam, Adam Goldberg. Goldberg are the other oh, yeah, two yeah, like, genius mathematicians. That's funny. Yeah, like, I was yeah, like, they're the are... smart guys in Dazed and Confused, but I don't know that I believe them as, as Princeton, Princeton math scholars. Yeah, I don't. I definitely um, do not. The movie is not good. And it's crazy at one best picture, I think. Also, side note, I want to add something else. There's I like this because I liked it. <laughs> I wow. like that you Good. guys are shitting on me. No. Yeah. There's a lot of weird shit I didn't that was admitted. It, but yeah. I liked it. He he a lot of there's so this this movie had a lot of actually controversy when it was yes. one because there's a lot of weird shit that about his life. About John that Nash. That was, like he was married and had a kid and left. Mm, they made it more that kid for Jennifer Connelly's character. Then, and then they divorced in the like yeah. and did not get back together until they were basically when he won his Pulitzer oh, or not yeah yeah his, his, Nobel, his Prize. Nobel Prize that's a long they time. were divorced for like <laughs> 35 years or something wow and, and he then, still lived as a boarder in her, in house. her house but I think she had other uh, yeah dudes. both of them in the meantime. and then they they both he won the Abel Prize and which is another big thing, I guess. Well, this was after, though. No, this was in 2013. And then we were killed in a car accident. They were killed in a car accident. In a taxi cab accident. On the New Jersey Turnpike. I think that happened to Eric Clapton. Is Eric Clapton dead? No. <laughs> but his children are. Just the one, right? <laughs> and he fell off a... Just the one. He fell off a balcony. Right. He didn't have um, oh, it was a balcony. Okay, yeah. I thought it was a car crash. No, um, no. No, he fell out of a window. Yeah. Um, Don't say that about your Clapton son. Tears in heaven. Why? Man. He's dead. Well, okay. So he's done. Jesus, we got real turn. dark. All I just was playing devil's advocate, and that um, really makes me feel bad. Um, the <laughs> devil's advocate in the interview was, was Eric Clapton's John son. Na- John Nash was almost. Little, I'm talking about. The other thing he's that three. Was, uh, <laughs> John Nash was famously bisexual, which is not explored at all in the movie at all. Yeah. Huh, that's better math. Yeah. That's going to end up uh, with better that's, math. Yeah, you talk definitely about, got better talk odds. Talk about game for theory. sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I just didn't, I just, I was really bored. Can this I, was one of the five, I, of the five movies, this was the one def, yeah, where def, I was like, defend I the movie. Please, go defend ahead. As a person who feels like they could go off the fucking rails at any moment and never come <laughs> back, uh-huh. this was interesting and a true nightmare for me to watch. Um, because I think it was interesting that this guy who never had any connections could become schizophrenic and fill his life with that void. Right. As, as like the schizophrenia was a symptom of his of all his behaviors. I thought that was interesting. Um, I, and I actually as I had many thoughts along the way, like, oh yeah, this is probably. A, but are they setting me up for it? I did. I couldn't tell the movie's intention as much as you may have thought that was obvious. But I might be stupid. I, I'm not sure. But. It might no. be a thing also you'd never seen it before. I yeah. don't know. And no, no, even no, no, having no. not, I, no, not even having not seen it in 16 or 17 years, just remembering that this was all schizophrenia, it I makes everything... I just knew he was crazy, so it's... Sure, the I, movie so just doesn't those, work on a rewatch, which is sort of yeah. like this podcast all those, about. All the scenes with Ed Harris are mean nothing to me because right. I, right. I all the scene not even yeah. just with with him like figuring out code. Yeah. It means nothing so to me because I know it's fake. Yeah, the first time he came around, I was like... Oh, I get it. It's one of these movies where he helps the fucking yeah. FBI. Uh, but really, the FBI was kind of... I was kind of bamboozled by it, and I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Uh, I was in the first watching, and I remember being like, oh, what? Like, especially the Paul Bettany was, like, such a heartbreak to yeah. be like, oh, his buddy wasn't real. Yeah, I wanted to be Paul Bettany for the first ten minutes. And I was like, Paul Bettany comes in, and he's like, 
hey, you look like a bit of an asshole, but I'll be your friend. Let's figure out why you're an asshole. I'm like, oh, I wish I was that open a, and funny and cool. That's a good, I mean, Paul and, Bettany is British, but I really <laughs> like the good Australian Again, accent. I really oh, thank Australian. you, mate. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sound a bit of a guy of, guy, guy of it. They, they say like, they kind of like guy. Yeah. I to guy, to star. Um, I liked him too. I mean, I, look, I, I, I think the worst performance in this is Russell Crowe, and I don't know. I just I don't like this movie. I, I didn't really like it either. Which is weird. Yeah, because it, it's this good. Is, it definitely doesn't deserve best movie. Of, yeah, uh, uh, by by. It's Lenders. weird that this happens movies. a lot. That we I, I mean, yeah. Well, we'll talk about this it. This movie just to me just feels very cookie cutter. If I was trying to make a movie that I thought. The Oscar late bait. '90s, early 2000s mm-hmm. would win a Best Picture. This Absolutely. is the movie I would. They make. still make Oscar bait movies every year. Yeah, yeah. I do feel like maybe they've gotten a little bit more away from it winning, but this movie would still get nominated. Yes, right. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so before we go into other movies from the year, let's rank the Best Picture nominees. Max, we'll start with you. Five to one. Worst oh, to best. Worst to, to best. Let me tell you now. For some reason, I can't access my uh, the email I sent to myself, which is my notes. So I'm just going to work from the old brain. Um, uh, the worst is obviously Moulin Rouge. Right. I would have guessed that. Um, the uh, and and let's talk about the. So there's in the bedroom. There's uh, the Fellowship of the Rings. There's. Uh, Gosford Park, Gosford Park, oh, and a beautiful mind. Beautiful mind. And so let's put. I agree, uh, but let's put beautiful mind at four. Okay. Let's put. Um, oh, uh, let's put in the bedroom at three. Okay. Uh, it, it's a real toss up. I, I really liked it. Um, and um, uh, Gosford Park, and then, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, of course, Lord of the Rings was the best movie hmm. of the fucking year. Interesting, Megan. Um. Five is A Beautiful Mind for me. Uh-huh. Four is Moulin Rouge. Three is Gosford Park. Two is In the Bedroom. And one is Fellowship of the Ring. Excellent. Excellent choices. Gotta say it. Mine. Five is... Four and five could go either way, but I'm going to say right now, Five Beautiful Mind, Four Moulin Rouge. Then there's a chasm. Then I have Fellowship. Third. Hell yeah. For me. I like the chasm. Um, then I have Gosford Park, and of the nominees, I would have chosen in the bedroom as the winner. Interesting. Um, Offensive. Max, were there any uh, other films of the year that you thought should have been in the best picture? picture? Probably The Devil's Backbone, Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Um, Great movie. I didn't think of what would what should be top five. I made a list of like... Let's also give kudos to, for some reason, Zoolander standing out, which was great, but not you wouldn't put it on right. the best of. It's just it was a decent comedy, which is rare for me. Yeah. Um, uh, shit. Let's 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 go to your guys's because I did I did lose my notes. What do you guys yeah. think of uh, Meg? What did you have in terms well, of other movies? I, I feel like I know one of the ones you're going to talk about. Yeah. Which is something that I I rewatched. rewatched. I rewatched five movies, but there's two in particular that I. Want to say a little bit about? Uh, okay, I I rewatched pieces of five. Uh, Amelie, I watched, which uh-huh. is great. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it's best picture, but I, yeah, it's if a little light. It's a little. It's a little light, frothier yeah. than even I remembered. Yeah, but it's very enjoyable. I mean, it's on the same level as Moulin Rouge, honestly. Yeah. As far as far as like, I would goes. prefer Amelie being there than Moulin Rouge. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah. Um, 
I watched uh, E2 Mama Tambien. Okay. Which is fucking, impl- you know, just like hot and sexy, yeah. and I love G- Gael Garcia Bernal. Again, it's not. It's Please, Amazon, for Megan's sake, bring back Mozart Please in the Please bring back Mozart in the jungle, Amazon. Do this for me. <laughs> Um, Ocean's Eleven is so fun. It's also not a... a, So fun. Yeah. Shouldn't have been nominated. I wanted to rewatch that, too, just because it is super fun. Yeah. Two movies that I feel like could have made it in the race, and the first one I'm surprised that didn't, because we talk about Oscar fodder. Yeah. And that movie is Enemy at the Gates. Oh, baby! That's one of my... This is from the notes. Yes. It's a great fucking movie. It's really good. Talk about an Ed Harris performance that he doesn't phone in. That's a great fucking performance. It is a, for those of you that don't know, because that movie's really been sort of lost to the sands of time. It's a movie, it's kind of a love story, kind of a World War II Stalingrad. drama. Stalingrad. which is so interesting. And um, really? there's a very brutal little kid death, which is says something. Uh, and it's, a, it's kind of like a love triangle between Rachel Weisz and Joseph Fiennes and... Um, uh, Jude Law is the third is the third guy, and it is not great on rewatch. It's again, it doesn't have quite the gravitas, and I think maybe that's I haven't why. seen it since it opened. But it's pretty. It's still pretty fucking enjoyable. Yeah. And a lot of the cool battle scenes yeah, and like, like sniper fights. Yes, yeah, it's sniper fights which between Jude Law, who's like a crazy good sniper, and um and Ed Harris, and it's it's interesting the whole and it makes you again we talk about movies that make you want to like look up facts about the time. Yeah. I remember getting really into the, the Siege of Stalingrad after that. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a detail which is was probably it's probably prominent in all stories of war, but uh, that I will never forget for some reason where uh, they 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 tell their the soldiers like if you come back we'll fucking kill you. Yeah, and some guy just doesn't have a gun and and one guy has a gun and no ammo. And one guy has, like, ammo and no gun. And they're like, I'm not fucking going into this and dying immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that or you can turn around and get shot immediately. Immediately. Right. Yeah. By, by your own army. By your own by, army. For retreating. Yeah. yeah. It's the, the opening is, like, they're taking their ferrying people over, like, a military over to Stalingrad to, to um, you know, like, help with the siege or whatever. And they're being besieged by Nazis on the... It's just... It's well done. It's not perfectly done. It's not... You know, and, and I think the love story, while that is kind of like they build a lot around it, there's almost too much built around it and, mm-hmm. and it loses some of its potency for the war. But it's a good Probably movie. Probably Pearl Harbor style, which I've never seen. Yeah, it's way better than Pearl Harbor, but it's but it's kind of like it suffers from those same sort of issues. But it's but it's better. I mean, it's Rachel Weiss mm-hmm. and and Joseph Fiennes, who I think is really great, and Ed Harris. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I think the one that you probably want to talk about, I'll let you talk about the Royal Tenet Bombs. Yeah. Which is great. Um, the other movies I rewatched other than Amelie was Black Hawk Down. Ridley Scott was nominated for Best Director this year. Oh, Ridley Scott. Um, it's good. It feels a Never little like it. a movie that we get every year now. Every, yeah. it, I, honestly, it's like the a better Locker. version. Not even Hurt Locker. It's like a better version of the movies we get every February, like yeah. 13 Hours or or the Horse Soldiers yes. movie. Which is why like for war movies, I would pick Enemy at the Gates because right. there's a little bit more zhuzh going yeah. on. Uh, I, I rewatched Black Hawk Down because he had gotten nominated and there's some good scenes in it. There's one of the hardest scenes I've ever watched and it's still is super hard to watch. There's a scene in the movie where they're trying to help a guy who's gotten shot the leg and his artery's been severed and they're trying to clamp the artery and it's like two guys with like their hands in the wound 
and they like get the artery and then one of them like loses it and it like rolls back into his leg and Ugh. it's disgusting. No, thank you. Uh, the other nope. movie I rewatched from that year that I don't need to talk about for more than a couple seconds was Memento. <gasps> oh, I forgot um, that came out. It's a nice like naughty thriller. Uh, naughty, K-N-O-T-T-Y. Um, it's also, good. I mean, yeah. it's Chris Nolan. Obviously, you know, it's not as good as I as 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 I thought it was when I first saw it. I think the one thing that's good. one thing it's that stood good. out for me rewatching it was the story within the story is so much more interesting to me than the actual like mm. the story with Decoding Sammy Jenkins and uh, where it's him and the diabetes and stuff that ends up being you know Guy Pierce's actual story, but we think it's like a story he tells from his time working in right. insurance. Uh, it's a great little like short film in the middle of it but it's still a good movie yes so the two I want to talk about uh, are Training Day which Denzel Washington won Best Actor for I don't and love this movie sorry it's great it's so much fun you uh, like to get wet I like to get wet man well man likes to get wet yeah I'll have it's to rewatch so it I didn't like Denzel it Denzel is so good in it uh, I don't have any problem with him winning Best Actor for it um, it's like a perfect movie star performance Kind of like we talked about with like Julia Roberts and um, Hugh Grant, pretty Aaron much. Brockovich. Oh, Aaron in that it's you know this, you know it's a movie star. It's very clear watching Denzel, but it's at him at his peak powers. Sure. And I love that movie. And there's so many great scenes in it. I could quote most of the movie. And the movie I really want to talk about, which similarly I could quote basically the entire movie, is The Royal Tenenbaums, which. I don't know how many times I've seen it. Every time I see it, I feel like I find new things. Find something new. Yeah. I love how I think it's very funny, but I love that it's also very sad at mm-hmm. moments. I think it's sort of like an ultimate melancholic movie. When she finds out that he was lying to her about being sick, and then uh huh, and then yeah, the he s- says no, I really am, and she says, well, are you or not? And he's like, no. I'm no, I'm not. When um, he, at the end of the movie, when he brings the Dalmatian over after Buckley's been killed, yeah. uh, Gene Hackman brings the Dalmatian over to Ben Stiller, and Ben Stiller says, it's been a really tough year, Dad. I cry every single time. Yeah. Um, it's really emotional. We talked about this with Almost Famous, that there are certain movies. We said with Almost Famous that it was kind of everyone at their peak, except maybe Philip Seymour Hoffman and Francis McDormand, who are both amazing in the movie, and the only reason they're not at their peak in the movie is because they're not leads. Yes. Because we've seen them in lead performances. Mm -hmm. I think Royal Tenenbaums is maybe the best performance from every single person involved. Mm. Uh, Certainly Ben Stiller. Certainly... uh, Both Wilsons. Both Wilsons. I would argue... I would argue Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, I think Angelica Houston. I think Danny Glover. Yeah. Oh. Um... I just think there's so much to this movie. Uh, it's one of my, I mean... It's I'm not too the, I'm twee, total, it's twee, but it's not too twee. Yeah. Um, I'm totally in the bag for this movie. It's one of my, it's like my second favorite movie of all time. Um, so I rewatched to make sure it still was, and you know what? It is. It it's great. It. I love it. Um, do you like Wes Anderson? Are you a yeah, Wes Anderson fan? I do, but I can see why people would not just dislike him, but fucking hate him. I get it, yeah. yeah. I feel like even saying, like, World Tone Bombs, my second favorite movie of all time, is the, like, such, like, a I'm a white 30-something-year-old from the suburbs yeah, thing to say, and I get why people would yeah. think that, but right. I, I'm not going to stand down from it. Yeah, he is very special, and I'm too sentimental to, to disregard what he does, and, and 
And, um, yeah, he, you know, obviously he has a lot of familial issues, probably mainly with his father. And that speaks to me a lot. And, uh, yeah, I'm a Wes Anderson fan. Yeah. It's specific. He's like like Baz Luhrmann. It's a very specific. You can tell like what obviously like you know who's made this movie. But yeah, because it's very like cynical and bitter, but with a, a huge sense of humor. Yeah, and with hope. Yeah, yeah. Which I really with enjoy. just a dash of hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so having said that, taking in all the movies that came out in two thousand one into consideration, Max, what movie should have won? Best picture. The Fellowship of the Motherfucking Rings. And I had jokes written up, I was going to say. <laughs> I don't even oh, think that's shit. the right title. I hate to tell you this. <laughs> but I do think there the is one the ring. <laughs> yeah. The Fellowship of the Rings. There's one, one ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One ring to bring them all and in the Dark. darkness bind said, them. Yeah, you said bind them already, I think. No. To find them. Find them. Oh, oh, yes, okay. Well, look, guys. It's not about accuracy. It's about what's in your heart. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, you guys. <laughs> My Trump, okay? No, it's not. I don't know what's happening. But You got the hand motion down. Thank you. They That's saw fair. the hands. The Fellowship of the Ring is far and away the best movie of the year. The score is far and away the best score of the year. Oh, yeah, year. that's true. The score is so good. The score is unbelievable, and it's funny because it's this guy... Uh, Shore, I forget Howard Shore. Something. Uh-huh. He's like now Canada's like John Williams. He's wow. like I was listening to K Mozart the other day. They have it on those fucking snobs put on the the, and it's really beautiful, beautiful music. Um, and really, he wrote, he wrote like fifteen hours of music for all of everything that was shot. There was music for, and they had to. And he wrote like anyway, fucking incredible. Uh, oh my God! How do I how do I say why this is my favorite? There's so many things. I think you did. Oh no! It, that the, the, just the soundtrack. This is another hour of a podcast <laughs> right here. What I have to say going forward. Most in, of it was in, in the notes. Very in concisely. 2035 when we do best score for the Oscar should yeah. have gone to. We'll have you back and we we'll can talk about it. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meg, all the movies of the year. The Royal Tenenbaums. I concur with Megan. Not surprisingly, the Royal Ten Bombs should have won Best Picture. So not Donnie Darko. <laughs> not in the not, end, we decided not to Darko. not go with Donnie but, Darko. But that year, you were saying Donnie Darko. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that year, I was saying Will and Rouge. Max, oh, this year, 2018. Yeah. Do you have a favorite movie of this year so far? Oh my god. Oh my God! What's come out? Give me, give me something to work with here. My phone's not working. Uh, my favorite movie of this year is—I uh, haven't seen Eighth Grade yet. Sorry, I mean to—I keep meaning to do that. Although Maddie keeps after me about seeing Christopher Robin for some reason. Uh, it's still Isle of Dogs. It's a real Wes Anderson mm. uh, mm-hmm. day for me, guys. Yeah. Royal Tenenbaums, two thousand one, two thousand eighteen. I love dogs. Can, can, can we have like a top ten? What, what are the Oscar nominations this year or something? I like mean, that? I think like the movies that have come out. No, no, that was last year. Last yeah, year. the movies that have come out this year that like seem to be like in conversation. Yeah, uh, Hereditary, Black Panther, A Quiet Place. Okay, this is gonna. I'm gonna. This is probably bad for everybody involved. Black Panther is not a real movie, you guys. <laughs> Okay. So, Craig, do you want to tell, tell us what your favorite movie is? It's Mine is still eighth grade. Great. I great. haven't seen very much. I heard it's great. Time. Yeah. From I'm Ryan excited. Perez. Yeah. Yeah. Love Future guest, grade. Ryan Future Perez. Future guest. Fingers crossed. Um, 
Max, do you have anything you like to plug? Um, uh, no, sadly, but just check me out on Twitter if you like what you hear, and I bet you do. <laughs> uh, it's Max Mayer Tweets, M-A-X-M-A-Y-E-R Tweets, and I have a Twitch channel called Max Mayer Your Friend. Twitch.tv slash Max Mayer, your friend. I'm very popular sorry. from what I understand. It is huge. People love it. I'm very funny and cute, and I play video games on there, and I just be myself, listen to my music, do my thing. Cool. People like that. Make sure to cool. make sure to. He's going to be plugging this podcast a bunch on his Twitch, just randomly oh, saying it. You got uh, some retweets <laughs> coming, my, my <laughs> way. Oh, yeah. um, Meg, anything to plug? No, I'm Murphy Megan on Instagram, and Too Many Megans with an H and two N's on. Twitter. But again, if you are not interested in my tweets about the Real Housewives, just check out my tweets. Yeah, yeah, check, check out, out Max instead. Max's um, you can also catch Megan on the second episode of Casual, Thank you. which is now oh, cool. available on Hulu. That's really nice. Uh, for those of you that have that. Uh, you can uh, you can follow me at my name Craig Jorzak on Twitter or on Instagram. Lots uh, of cat can, posts. A lot of cat posts. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I'm, I'm a big cat man. We're going to talk about cats. We're going to talk about cats once we, once we sign off. Uh, also, if you're in the uh, New York City area, you can see the Broadway musical Getting the Band Back Together, which I am credited as a book writer on. Oh, that's right. Um, it opens uh, on the day that this podcast will be released on Monday the 13th. Are you going to get rich from this, Craig? Uh, probably not rich, but maybe some money. That's great. And we'll use it to boost the podcast and get what more month, listeners. What month for the 13th? August. Oh, yeah. August. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you can follow us at the Oscar Should on Twitter. The Oscar Should Have Gone To on Instagram. Also, you can find our Facebook page, The Oscar Should Have Gone To. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Listen to us or tell people to listen to us wherever. We're also on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, etc. Wherever podcasts are found. We're going to make them shorter, other than, guys. Other than Spotify. This one was a really long one, but we hope you hung in there. Thanks so my much fault, for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. Next time we're doing 2003. That's Mystic River, Lost in Translation, Master and Commander, the far side of the world. (laughs) Good. Uh, Sea Biscuit, and the winner was The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. King. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.